Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Episode 56 of Shirt Show. We're talking with Lucas and Nick from Graphic Source in Texas. Let's go! Hey there, baby bear. Hey, big dog. This meeting is being recorded. Could you hear that? <laughs> I did, yeah. Okay. Can you see it? Oh, it's like a recorder, yeah. Isn't that neat? It's pretty neat. Yeah. Brings back the old times for you? It does. You right. probably have never seen one of those. Mm-mm. So how have you been, man? It's been a while. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talked. We talked, but we talk. I haven't seen. I haven't seen your beautiful face. I know. Like because we had to record. What? It was like a week and a half ago. We, we did. did the, yeah. I miss you so bad. I miss you like so hard. <laughs> I miss you so hard right now. <laughs> uh yeah no I mean last week was balls of the wall crazy and then I had a normal weekend and then I went to Chicago all week. Yeah, so tell me about that. Now I'm back. I've only heard bits and pieces. I saw <laughs> that you and Marcotte made love. Finally met like that guy. He was he's pretty much an unknown. Right. But somehow Yeah, I was, you know, sitting in my hotel room and this weird guy named Matt Marcote <laughs> yeah. uh, hit me up and said, "Come hang out with me. I'm I'm waiting outside your hotel room." <laughs> like and the I, actual room, not down right, the line, right. He was like outside your room, right? And uh, yeah, crazy. so I just hung out with him, and we fed each other like room temperature mm-hmm. hard boiled eggs. Well, that sounds. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, I went to Method Printing in downtown Chicago. That was fun. They had a really rad shop. Uh, I unloaded shirts for them for a little while, and then. We went to Matt Marcote's. Sound and Fury. Sound and Fury. And that's a super rad manual shop. Hung out there for a while. And then uh, we went to some brewery. And that's where I had video of Matt, me and Matt feeding each other uh, hard-boiled eggs. And you had a pint of root beer. I had root beer. He's like, oh, we have root beer on tap. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. He's like, it's got cinnamon in it. And I was like, okay, like... It kind of concerned me that he warned me it had cinnamon in it. And then when I got it, I was like, oh, yeah, this definitely has some shit. I once had an idea that I wanted to start a root beer company that would be at bar and grills, you know, restaurants where you bring kids to also because, or just for the non-drinkers out there so that you can feel like you're getting beer also. Because if you look at the bar, it's so much like when I'm trying to decide a beer, like an unknown beer, I'm not really sure about. I look at the taps and I'm like, oh, well, that's a a kick-ass tap and I'll I'll take that beer. Right, right. Well, I was going to make the best root beer tap like ever. And so that when you and kids and everybody else would show up, they would, they would want that root beer. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. going to be really great root beer too. Like I wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like you were going to have a cool tap and then shitty root beer. It was yeah. good root beer. We actually like kind of looked into that a little bit before because I had the same idea of just like making a soda company. Cause I had that place next door before uh, I rented it out and I was like, Oh, like I love bottled soda. Like that's something I like try to find good, you know, all over the place. Right. And uh, I kind of looked into it a little bit and I was like, I kind of bailed on the idea, but I looked into how to make root beer because that's like kind of like one of the harder ones, I guess. And uh, it was one of those things just kind of bored looking into it, but Dude, you should we, do it. You should still do it. Well, are we twins? I think because so. Because mind meld. We separated it I, for some reason, like 
everything we want to do and like and every way we are other, it's right same. other than the feet thing it's the same right huh we're, we're one human yeah mm-hmm. that's pretty cool did you get the book in the mail from rod i did so i was just going to talk about that from ken mm-hmm. yeah ken. rod tease yeah and first of all i was going to talk about our book which i'm sure you've finished because book club mm-hmm. is on wednesday Dude, I'm not going to lie. I have read none of that book right now. (laughs) I was just, so Jimmy was in town and I was like, you know, uh, you know, the book club is uh, on a Wednesday. I mentioned it. And then he said, oh, well, Dylan probably hasn't read it. And I'm like, right. So he knows, he knows. And, uh, but you need to, I don't know what you can do about that because. I'm going to have to try to power through it because the the problem is, is that there was no audio of this one. Right. Well, what did you do on the flight? What did you do in your hotel rooms? What did you do when you were waiting? You texted me. You're like, I'm bored. I'm waiting. Uh, I didn't bring it and I should have. Right. And so it's going to take you way longer to read it. And this is the thing is like, you'd you'd really like this one. This guy's, Mm -hmm. this guy's badass. Anyway, I'm almost done with it and I really like it. But our next book, which I can announce right now, because this comes out in a week or whatever, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next book was sent to us. I got one and you got one because he mentioned it on our last podcast. And hope to God our there's good, an audio version. Our good friend Ken at Rod T's. And right, there better be an audio version because, oh no, this is like not even 100 pages. This is how Whoa. thick it is. And Dylan's freaking out. Yeah. See that? It's too thick. That is how thick it is. Mm-hmm. But here it is. Ready? Purple cow. This will transform your business by being remarkable. Seth Godin. I know you've heard of Seth Godin. For Te- sure. It teaches have, you teaches you how to stand out, right? Is that how why it's called purple cow? Because hmm. I guess it'll stand out. So thing is, is this was written in two thousand like two. I don't know. Two thousand. We'll see. We'll see if it still holds. All right. So that's that's the book thing. All right. Mm-hmm. That's the book right. deals. Um, yeah, so let's talk about our sponsors, man. Hey, yeah, sure. Easy Ways line of eco-friendly chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently, and will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. Exactly. And you know what I love? <laughs> I love when... Me. <laughs> I do love you. I do love you mm-hmm. so much. I, I, I haven't told you that today, have I? I'm sorry. Dylan, okay. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, don't look down when you say that. Look at I'm my looking eyes. directly in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> looking directly um, in your but soul. You know what I love? I love when things work the way they're supposed to. Mm. I love when I put 701 on a screen and it does what it's supposed to do. <laughs> right? Right. You know what that is? It's easy. Because it's the easiest way. It is. It is the easiest mm-hmm. way. Go ahead. Frank. That's right. That's right. I spoke to Frank. I talked to him a couple times this week, actually. Really? Yeah. Print United. Yeah. What he's what you what do you say? He's he's down. He's going. He's going there. Oh, yeah. And you know what he wants? He needs buttons. And he needs buttons I know. that are pre-recorded, that oh, have all that on there, and also buttons that are printed on that oh, says that's <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
I mean, and so I was like, okay, we're, we're, we'll work on it. This is going to be I need to, day. if anybody out there knows before this happens, uh, mm. I need to find a wholesaler that sells those, like, I have the Frank button I sent him, but it's like the easy button from Staples right. where you push it and it says something. They, mm-hmm. I bought one on Amazon and I don't remember. I was like 15, 20 bucks or whatever, the one I gave Frank. So obviously we need to find like wholesale mm-hmm. buttons that I can record on. Uh, so if you, anyone knows where I can get those. Um, yeah. And so we need wholesale buttons that we can record on like 500-ish. Like maybe a thousand. I don't know, a lot, right? And I need and, to record on every single one of those. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like they have to, there has to be a way. There, I hope there's a way. <laughs> me and Brian were talking about it because I told him that Frank wanted me to uh, record the Frank on a button. And I said, what we should do is just do like a game of telephone with him. Where like on the very first one, I record the the original Frank. And then on the second one, I just hit the button and get the recording off of the first button. And then by the time I get to the 500th button, it's just going to be like, yeah. But also more than just, it has to have that on there. It also needs to say GSF. It stands for graphic screen fashion. Fashion.com. Dot com. Um, We have another sponsor and they are Monarch. And my favorite thing about Monarch is their high opacity mixing system that gets you the colors you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's my fave. Yep. How about you? Same Z's. Uh, I really like the Stark. I really like the mixing system a ton. And I really like the Yeti QLT2 for all my poly stuff because it's got all very high, uh, it's got good blocker to it. So ink better, print better, be better. Live Moss. Monarch. Monarch. Did you see uh, that story from uh, uh, Artware where it had they had Taco Bell packets? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and put Liv Moss uh, on there. Monarch. It was so beautiful. It was, it was, yeah. It ruled. It ruled. Um, we should say, uh, we kind of just said that from Frank that we were going to be at Print United. So uh, we're going to be there. So if anybody wants to go to Print United in, what is it, October? End of October? October. Yeah. Uh, I think, it, no, it's beginning of October. Somewhere in October, uh, Print United in Orlando. Because Print I Hustlers guess. is the end of October. I don't know. Maybe it's September. Print Hustlers is in October. I'm going to be there. I got, guess what? I'll be there I got my too. tickets and me I got too. my, did you get your hotel? No, not yet. You, well, you can stay with me. Okay, cool. You can stay with me and JoJo like last time. You just sleep right. in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> We got you. We got a room. Okay. Don't right. worry about it. Right. Don't worry about it. I mean, Jojo was a uh, a blanket hog, but at least we had each other's mm. body warmth. Are you ready? Hype me up. Oh. Come oh, on. I'm ready, motherfucker. <sighs> Can Are you hear recording? me? Did you did you did you oh. check mics? <laughs> I heard you. Okay, cool. There's one. And there's the other. Big Dylan. What's, what's up? How's it going? Andy. Doing good, man. Hey, Nick. Woo-hoo. I've got some props that I want to show you guys. By oh, the yeah, way. I forgot. So, so first off, first off, I have to, uh, I have to uh, give Andy the old uh, credit on the shirt Kong hat, which is travel oh, yeah. to 
I think this scene is, this thing is probably seen 30 States already. So, <laughs> and it gets a lot of, get, everybody goes, what's shirt Kong? I'm like, you're on a need to know basis. Just saying. So. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't know. <laughs> if you had an upstate hat then there'd be like yeah, upstate hat, everyone would have known but they're like what's this short dong hat you have on? <laughs> oh speaking of we got you know big dylan um i had to take this guy apart uh when you said you printed for fbm that was like that was like near and dear to my heart right here is my uh here's my custom fbm sword man Oh, nice. You got one. I, I, I want one, one so bad. And then I feel bad hitting up Crandall now and be like, hey, you got any extra bikes laying around? <laughs> yeah. What's he up to nowadays? Like, what's He that, has a coffee uh, company. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Is it any he good? still does all the same shit. He's like, I'm pretty sure, I think he's still living in the bus. He's still, <laughs> he's still yeah. at bike, you know, events and building all kinds of tracks and stuff. That, that that's rules. awesome. Yeah, yeah man. That's uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty pretty big thing to check off the list, dude. That, that <laughs> house that we stayed in in Long Beach was the craziest, dude. Mm-hmm. Did that you was, end up uh, sleeping in the house, or were you sleeping in the car in the driveway? <laughs> Both, no, uh, no. <laughs> no, we got uh, we we got like the downstairs. So so to preface this, this house is like a Willy Wonka house. Like there is like yeah. rooms, you know, it just like everywhere that they could put a room that's like not a room at all. Right. They converted this thing to where I, I want to say it was what, 19 bedrooms, 20 it was bedrooms, 20, 22 beds. Yeah. And 22 we had beds, 22 beds. And we had like 30 something people there. So people were sleeping on yeah. the couch. People were sleeping in their cars. People were sleeping on the floor. Um, and like you said, though, like this house was straight up like a, uh, was it an, an Airbnb, but it was straight up made into being like, you know, <laughs> as many human bodies as you could fit in this thing as possible. Nick, you signed up for this because I pegged you as a guy who wouldn't do that. Like you voluntarily. Oh, dude, Nick was, was down awesome. to party. We were oh, all it was party. fun. It was fun. Dude, yeah. if, if there would have been an earthquake at that house, like half of the freaking textile industry would have been wiped out. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Right. Uh, dude, do you remember when uh, the, the he sous vide the meat, Josh sous vide the meat? Mm-hmm. That was so good. That was yeah. like. Oh, he was hyping was up shit. the meat. He was hyping up the meat pretty hard, and then uh, it was a good time. What was it on like the second or third day or something? Yeah, we all had dinner together. Yeah, that yeah, was, it was awesome. Good, it was nice. It was a good time. Having done Long Beach for like you know thirteen years straight, like that was such a nice. That was that was probably the funnest Long Beach. That well, you had I'd to drive been. super far, didn't you? Didn't you come from like yeah. Washington or something? Yeah, we road tripped it down. It was like it was pretty epic, actually. So, <laughs> although although on the road trip down, like it never rains in California, right? So, like as soon as we cross the border into Cali, yeah. it just downpours, like mm-hmm. just starts, you know, dumping rain. It was like you know probably ten thirty at night, and we're hauling at you know it's California, so like everybody speeds. It's like seventy, you know, if you're not going seventy five, you're kind of under the gun. Right. But we we cross under this overpass, and like there was all the standing water. It ripped the back of my bumper off. I remember like, that. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, hey, that's uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah." Well, it's funny too because like we left New York in January, which is you know not the greatest, yeah. uh, and we were like, "Oh, we're going to go to California where it's going to be like 80 and sunny and beautiful." Same thing. As soon as we landed, it was like downpour. Everything was flooding because they have like no. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, no way to like infrastructure. Yeah, the infrastructure is not there. So it was, it worked out though. It was a good time. Um, 
So what's going hey. on uh, with you guys, Lucas? What you haven't said much. What are you, what are you up to today? Well, you guys, you guys had stories. I was hearing. I was listening. <laughs> no, I've been in, I've been in Nashville. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee right now. And there's worse places to be stuck in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been helping some shops out and you know, that's what we do. So travel and help shops. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and recording an album. Oh yeah, you know, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what's good in uh Nashville right now? What uh, what shops are you going to? Well, there's there's a bunch. I actually have been kind of using Nashville to hang out on the weekends and launch from there. So last week I was in Atlanta and hit up some pretty big shops out there. And then there's there's stuff all up north, all the way up to Kentucky. So I kind of just road tripping around. I uh, visited Twine the other day. Twine was actually last month. They're a pretty cool shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. I saw their I saw their M and R uh, story. It seems like they're they're really art heavy, which is super cool. Yeah. But that's the nice thing about being with graphic sources. There's not a shop I can go into that I can't help. It's right. amazing. Right. Like this is a nice thing about not being like a, like an equipment manufacturer because like you're kind of limited to like where you're going yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and you guys can kind of pop in anywhere and have yeah. at least something to help out with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even matter the size of shop, big, small, medium, the biggest places in the planet, we can help all of them. So right. it's a, it's a cool a, spot. I have a zillion questions about all mm -hmm. of that stuff, but before we get into that, you both have been in the industry for a while mm -hmm. and I thought maybe you could each share your, your backgrounds and how you got started in it. Sure. Nick, Lucas. you want to go first or me? Go uh, it first. doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's flip a coin. Oh, before we, before we get into that, I had to, uh, I do, uh, show you guys this. So you more know how props? you have the, yeah, uh, one more, one singular, <laughs> one more, you know how you have the Frank button. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You have to download this app, which I use all the time. And Lucas, you're going to take it away on the on the background, but okay. I use this app all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get a frame. So you can get a button you're saying and put, assign any sound you want to it. Precisely right. Yeah, but that's can exactly. Can you assign any graphic? Like if I wanted it to have that on there, can I drop a graphic? So that graphic, I feel like graphic source could never compete with. <laughs> 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 you may be right <laughs> you may be on something uh but yes the answer to your question yeah 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 cool but, all right big loot take it away all right well my background is i started in this i was racing it my dad had a shop growing up and so it was like hang out with dad got to the garage and helped him out then uh we merged with another company we became one of the biggest sign companies in our town and then my dad was getting to the point where he's like, I'm kind of done. Do you want to take over? And I'm like, I want to do music. And I was young at the time. So we sold it. And then um, I did whatever I wanted to for a couple of years and was playing a lot of music. And that's how I met Ryan Moore. And I used to do Ryan Moore screen printing because um, I was a solvent printer. So I could do bumper stickers and all that stuff. And I was printing stuff for them. And then he called me out of the blue one day. He was like, I need help with this thing. I said, let me look at it. And it turned out to be Ryonet. And it was silkscreeningsupplies.com at the time. And I was there for like 11 years, 12 years, something like that. And then I went 13. to work with... Yeah, it was a long buddy. time. It was over a decade. 
and that, 2006. You just turned I mean, that into a real quick, you know, I was there for like a real quick, like 13 years. Uh, exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, there's, <laughs> Short amount there's, of time. there's a lot of things that happened in that 13 years. I mean, that company went from small to large really fast. And I mean, when you're growing a company that big, that fast, I mean, it's work. And, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't want to ever do it again. <laughs> But I don't, I also, I also don't regret doing it at the same time, but that, I mean, going that big, that fast is, is hard work. And I mean, that's all you think about is screen printing. I mean, that's all I know about. If I was in in any other industry, I'd be completely worthless. I have a bunch of nuanced, stupid knowledge that has to do with this specific thing. And, you know, I taught Greek to most people. So, but then after that, I went to work with Matsui, um, I was there for about a year and a half and then COVID happened. They laid everyone off and then um, interviewed around, almost took a couple jobs, talked to some people, but really graphic source is the only company I really felt comfortable with and wanted to do because I, when I was with Matsui, no shop wants to talk to water-based protein. <laughs> okay. Everyone's a plastic shop. There are the few. And I mean, I mean, it's 90% plastic all out there. And you go to a shop and they're like, we don't like that stupid water-based stuff. And I'm like, it'll help you. And they're like, I don't think so. But now I'm at a place where I can legitimately help everyone I'm at. So yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to have a nice feeling to it to know that like you're not going to walk into someplace and they're just going to immediately disregard anything you have to say. Exactly. And I mean, there's just getting in the shop and talking shop is so much fun. And if it has nothing to do with art, it just anything. I mean, there's, there's so many ways you can help when you're in there and a lot of shops, you know, their heads are in the sand because they're so busy. Right. And when I get there, I force them to look around a little bit and then maybe I say a couple things that help that shop that day. And that's why we do it. You know? Right. No, that rules. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. Yeah, man. So very similar paths to Lucas. I mean, we worked together both. So when I started at Ryan, it was 2006 and Lucas was there uh, before I was, you know, and like I actually kind of looked up to Lucas because he had a lot of, you know, solvent based knowledge, which is, you know, kind of a either you have it or you don't. Solvent based printing is like difficult. But uh, yeah, I started started with Ryan in 2006, had a small little garage shop and, you know, did the did the whole thing back there. But when, when Lucas and I, Lucas and I at Ryonet were road warriors, man. So we were on the road constantly. I mean, there was a good, there was a good probably seven or eight years where I would come home, you know, 20, 24 hours at the house, wash the clothes, you know, repack. Have you ever seen the movie? I feel like everybody in this, this group has seen the movie fight club where it's like mm-hmm. the, the single, single serving, you know, like that was, that was us, you know, like you open up the refrigerator and it's just condiments and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to a restaurant. Like. So yeah, like growing, growing that fast and that rapidly, you know, like Luke was saying is it was an incredible amount of work. Um, the travel aspect of it was, I don't know, you know, I know people that travel a lot during that time. We were just, you know, it was rare to be in your home state, you know, which is, which is really cool. And, you know, you get to gain a lot of knowledge from different shops, but uh, to Dylan's point on the, on the graphics side, the thing that's the the thing that I love about it and that makes it so unique is 
around it, you know, is we were met with a lot of uh, like, hey, you know, I'm this or I'm that, you know, to where it's, you know, hey, like, see, you you know, get the hell out of the shop kind of thing. You know, like, here's the back door. Um, But yeah, like on this side, there's you can literally help the, the garage shop to the you know, to the BSNs of the world. And it's, it's just, uh, it's just a better, I like, I like it. It's a better fit, you know, for yeah. lack of a better term. But yeah. So I've been with graphics now for two and a half years. Um, the graphics has a pretty deep, uh, the, the company has been around since like 60 something. So before it was graphics, you know, that we're going back to the nucleus at the beginning, it was Dallas cap and emblem, um, at Dallas cap and emblem, you know, they're, like they say, they're emblem manufacturer. Well, they would train these digitizers and the digitizing is obviously, you know, pretty skilled craft. So they realized like, Hey, you know, just like outsourcing separations, just like outsourcing vectorizing, they're kind of, kind of on the forefront. They kind of built that business model, which is pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, dude, they've, they've made, you know, the, the Apollo missions, they made the emblems that went on the Apollo missions, which is super cool, but That's uh, super awesome. Yeah, man, I, I gotta I'll pull up a little picture, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's been I, I like this side significantly better because it's you can help everybody underneath the sun, which is Gosh, you know, you trusted know, advisors. Like thirty five years ago, I was at the emblems. Yeah, that's, that's a letter from Richard Nick Nixon was the president at the time. They, Nixon wrote him a thank you for the for the ones that went on the Apollo missions. Can you imagine? Um, pulling off what you do now 35 years ago it seems like it'd be impossible you know you have the technology now you could you can literally you know load some artwork up in in the morning and get seps back like a few hours later mm-hmm. you yeah. know and um that's incredible yeah well i want to go back to this doesn't have anything to do with either any of our companies but i kind of am curious like working for like Ryan and stuff, like being on the road, what, what is that really like for you guys? I know it's like, you're kind of by yourself. You're just in a car or whatever, or you're flying constantly to different places. Is it just like, all right, well, we're going to go do East coast stuff now. And I'm going to go to as many shops as possible and just talk to them and then go back and then do the next thing. Is it like, it just seems like super draining. It seems like you would be it, almost like if you're in a band and you're on tour. Yeah, but you're not with bandmates. You're by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you right now are like, I don't even want to talk about it. Lucas, um, you take it. Lucas, take well, it over, man. Lucas well, has been a road warrior recently. Well, I'm I'm on this trip has lasts about a month. But I mean, honestly, the people that we go to see, I mean, there's always an anchor spot we're going there's a plan of action and then we try to fill the time with shops around like to your point you just go to air i don't just like pick a specific area and go like i have a conversation with a shop that needs my help and so when i'm going they're expecting me and i need to show up and actually showing up gives you energy because you're working your strength and that's i should go with everyone if you're not working your strength you get tired but if you're working exactly where you know you're going to help this person, it gives you energy. So I don't mind doing it because it's it's fun because I'm doing what I know and I'm doing what I like and I know that I'm appreciated while I'm there. And so, I don't know, It's it does get draining at times, but, like, I'm in Nashville right now. Like, after we get done with this, I'm going to go watch some bands play and yeah. probably drink a little too much. 
<laughs> on a Sunday evening. On a Sunday evening. <laughs> and and so I mean there's cool spots all over the country. You just have to you enjoy the ride. And right. I mean the being in a lot of shops gives me a lot of broad knowledge of things. So it just helps me help more people. You know, mm-hmm. that's all there is to it. Right. And that that gives you energy. I mean it's these uh I don't know, printers are like the people and artists in particular musicians. They're all like the same type of human. Mm-hmm. I think I just get along and dig all those people a lot. Yeah. So the more relationships you have, the better. Like there's very few cities I can go now that there's not someone that would let me crash on their couch. Right. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll address it on, you know, the, the side like traveling for graphics is significantly better than, than the constant, like historically it's just been like travel, 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 travel. Mm. You know, you get home and you're like, okay, what do I do now? But like the graphics, it's a, it's a better fit because it's, it's significantly more planned out. So I like, there was, there was a while where I traveled, i worked for MNR too. I'm not sure if you knew that for, Mm. uh, for a little while under Nislotic, which was super cool. That travel was the crew. That was insane. That was, you know, you're expected three, three weeks out of the month where it just boom, 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 boom. You know, fly home on a Friday, travel on a Tuesday. Nick, I have a very, uh, I hope, I hope it goes good. Uh, request from, from Marcotte asked me to specifically ask you, about the time he saved you from Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a thing. <laughs> he did, man. I, I owe, I owe Marcotte like, yeah. So it was the last night, last night in Thailand, you know, like graphics trip. Our, our facility in Thailand is freaking unbelievable. So if you guys like, ever want to go, let us know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's open, yeah, open yeah. invitation. Open we'll door policy on, you know, Honduras, Thailand, all of our, you know, Dallas, you're going to, you're going to, Dylan, you're going to visit Dallas, the office when you go to Texas. Yes. Yeah, no, I will. Yep. But yeah, dude. So, so Marcotte saved my ass. So we go out to dinner, you know, and like, we're all hanging out and all that good stuff. Um, I just, I was just like, all right, man, last night in Thailand, like, I'm going to just like go out, venture out, you know, just, you know, do it up. I'm like, dude, it's last right. night. Like, let's, you know. Right. And, uh, needless to say, so the flight's approaching, like, and I'm, I'm monitoring, you know, like when the flight is going to, you know, I'm like, all right, so I need 40 minutes to pack hour to get to the airport, you know? So I'm like counting it down and, uh, I didn't plan enough time. (laughs) And, uh, And on top of that, there was, uh, yeah, I was moving a little bit slower than, than normal. Let's put it that way. So there are some hindrances. Yeah. You know, there's the, you know, a couple there, the Thai beer is so damn good, man. Like it's just, (laughs) it's so good. It's just better. It's like, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, Marcotte saved my ass, man. And getting through the airport was, it was interesting for sure. Oh, we got stopped. We got stopped by Thai police on the way. So they had these like checkpoints. This is the story. I heard this whole story from him already. So like the police part to me was the funniest part. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They have like crazy checkpoints and I was not having it, you know? Cause like, I'm like looking at this shit. I'm like, and I was, I think I was being pretty rude to the Thai police, which I don't think they particularly like, Uh, but I was like, let's get, you know, let's get through. That's a PG, (laughs) PG, PG 13 version. Okay. (laughs) I I won't dive into the other version that I heard, but the PG one's pretty good. <laughs> precisely, precisely. Dude, Thailand is that place is un 
unbelievable and like the culture and the, it's like the the land of smiles you know like it's just every you know it's a buddhist country so it's like <laughs> it's very peaceful you know just like ah, and places is unreal so let's uh i guess for the people that don't know can you guys give like the the summary of what graphx is lucas you want to take this one buddy or you want me to it, either way i, I mean, want the i want the sales pitch the, the quick one-liner is we, we do artwork and nothing starts until there's art. So, and it's kind of the hardest part of everything, but we have really good people and they live in Honduras and they'll do it really, really well for you. I mean, that's the long and short of it. It's not complicated. Everyone needs what we have right now and we can do it all remote. And our team down there is so good yeah. and it just doesn't make sense not to use us. So. <laughs> that's all you had to say you didn't have to say anything else you just say it may it doesn't make sense not to use it well i yeah and then it, hang it doesn't up. it doesn't it doesn't make any sense i mean we'll make your wildest dreams come true i don't know so can you <laughs> give um can you give us a rundown on how it works like so it's a, a monthly thing or? well not necessarily i mean we have all the card options so you can like i just need this set like your artist is overwhelmed is like send us some of your production stuff that takes your time redraw this for me we have all that. And then we have a staffing option, which is a person that we hired that works for you. And they're 40 hours a week. And I have junior artists and I have senior artists. Junior artists are a couple grand. The senior artists are, what, $2,600. And the senior artist has just been around a lot longer. They're more probably on the creative side or- You said it's, it's 2,600 a month? 2,600 a month for the senior artist. Handle yeah, like, so like process steps and all that good stuff. Right, but yeah, you got to think, of, you gotta think of that broken down as if you had an employee paid at your shop doing art and steps right, and yeah. sim process that, and everything. Like that's a cheap employee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Dylan, so what? So right. it doesn't make sense not to use a sim. Okay. <laughs> right. 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 And I mean, do, the value they can do art on twenty five jobs a day. Right. Well, well they're they're Quite like an few, employee. Sure. Like a we lot. we. We set up like a chat channel in Skype and it's like having a cubicle next to you. So you have real time talking to the artist. Honduras is on mountain time now. And then they turn central time when we change our clocks because they're not changing their clocks. And yeah, so they're cool. working with you throughout the day. And if you're like, you know what, stop what you're doing, work on this. You just get in the chat or call them on the chat or video them. And if you're on press and you're like, this didn't work, could you fix it? And they'll, Show me what's going on. We show you and we fix it. I mean, it's how I like have an employee there. It's crazy. Tech, like yeah. to your point earlier, technology makes us work now. Right, right, right. And we've been, we have really good um, people training them that are actually production artists from America. They're not Hondurans, actually. They're like, our, we take all that because we print different in America than everywhere else. I don't know if you guys knew that. Everywhere else is water-based and printing mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're all cut and sew operations. And it's way different types of printing. So, but we have our, like, core here. And, like, what do you think? 70% blue out there? Like, our main guy has been working with m and for forever. And he knows how to dial in your 
curb settings on your eye image, you know, stuff like yeah. that. You just can't get anywhere else than with us because we know screen print. Right. So, yeah. So the value prop, the value prop for graphics, like, especially, you know, cause there's, there's multiple divisions, like, like Lucas was saying, you know, there's the a la carte options, which, you know, works for the group. I don't mean to alienate the garage shop cause I was one. So, but yeah, it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be that important that enterprise level right out of the gate. And oftentimes we find that it scales to that level, meaning that, you know, somebody will place, you know, X amount of steps, X amount of redraws, X amount of digitizing. And when you, when you expand that out and look at it on a monthly, once they surpass that $2,000 mark or the $2,600 mark, it just makes more sense to to transition it right over to the Nick, that makes a whole lot of sense, you know, because we're, we were talking to like uh, Nate and he owns Hanson Screen Printing a couple of weeks back. And we said that you'd be a perfect um, fit for, for a, a shop like his because right now he's struggling. So he does the art, he does everything. You know, he does the mm-hmm. art, he does invoicing, he yeah. does the printing, he does everything, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that he can easily do without even hiring anyone is bring on some, a company like you or, or you know, graphics. And so that he can say, look, all of my art is going to be done and not just my art, but my saps and, I, and it'll be emailed to me in the morning and I have it. And so it yeah. makes perfect sense for him because one of my... One of my questions was, is what shop, you know, like what size shop um, are you the best fit for? And it sounds like it's, it's all, you know, um, Lucas, you said that a minute ago too. And also you can scale with it. And so you can start off like Nate can say, okay, cool. You know, I'm going to use this service. And then as he grows, he can continue to use it. Cause I, I jokingly said, you, well, what if I wanted 25 jobs a day, but actually that's, yeah. I think that's realistic. I mean, you can, yeah. Oh, you know, oh, without a doubt. Not all mm-hmm. of our, like most shops, not all of our 25 jobs are sim process, really tough things. And so, you know, most of them are pretty easy, quick turns. And so yep. maybe the senior graphic artist isn't working on that. Maybe somebody else is. I don't know. You know, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, Andy, you're, you're, you're precisely right. So like, for instance, with the senior artist, it's, it's pretty rare, like unless somebody needs like a heavy creative side, it's rare that, it, that I go that option because, you know, if you if we if we quantify the average artist workload, it's, you know, 75 percent proofing because that's, you know, like that that is the bulk of the workload. So proofing, you know, ensuring, you know, sizing's right, printable order numbers, right. You know, all the stuff that you guys do, you know, all day, every day. But, yeah, when that when it converts over to the set side, I would say, you know, it, it we don't get a ton of sim process steps, I would say. 65% is, um, you know, spot color steps and then the rest is kind of, yeah. Well, it just yeah. seems like it's just like you're basically hiring a skilled art department without having to build your own. Exactly right. Yes. And then. Which is super nope. difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. a lot of people get can get people in to, you know, work on press or do anything else. But like getting somebody who knows Photoshop Illustrator uh, and then even just knowing Photoshop and Illustrator, it's like, all right, let's figure out like, like trapping or knowing like what colors right. work well with process and which ones are going to have dot gain and, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And it's kind of like having a basically immediately yeah. hiring a team that can do that for you. Plus the exactly. other thing is too, like, even if you do have a guy that's learning and can do SEPs, but doesn't have a ton of knowledge on some process yet, he can do the a la carte option and do... I don't know how to do this. Like we can print it. I just don't know how to sep it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, send it to you guys. And that's funny too, because I get hit up all the time by some, a few shops that are just like, Hey, uh, 
I don't have time to stop this or I don't know how to stop this. It's got like a ton of fades in it or whatever, mm-hmm. some, some kind of process. And we've done it a couple of times where I'm just like, yeah, I'll give it to my guy. And like, if we have time, like I'll try to knock it out for you. But there's been a lot of times lately, probably like, I don't know, like four or five last month where like people have hit me up and I'm like, I, we're too busy. I'm sorry. Like I can't, I can't yeah. take yours yeah. in to like, put aside one of my own, like, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. So it's nice to know that you guys have that option. Cause I could totally send them your way and just be like, Hey, like yeah. use them from now on. Like we're yeah. not a company that you come to, to do SEPs. Like we're just another printer that I'm like a sucker. And I'm like, I'll help you out. That's, no, because awesome. you, you care about you the people that. in your industry. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to help. We all them, get, but Yeah. We got each other's yeah. backs. That's the way it should be. It's a giant community. Yeah. You're, yeah part of the craft man i mean that's yeah. a yeah. you're you're an advocate for the craft like that's yeah. like the coolest well it's just, yeah, like the, you said you you know they they send you something that's just like they're in a tight spot and they're like oh i need it for tomorrow and i you know i don't know what to do i've tried it a couple times on press and it sucks and i can't get it right and it's just like uh, i want to help you but i don't have yeah. four hours to set aside to fix this for you <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, Dylan, on the on the a la carte, on the SIM process separation side, we have a really cool uh, the interface. So we capture, you know, how many heads they have, how many flashes they have, what rip software they're using, film output size. So like when we send back the separations, it's print by the numbers. So we'll call out. And oftentimes we have the shops include all their mesh counts. Right, so when we right. say, you know, base X, you know, 185 X, you know, Pantone, Pantone, whatever it is, you know. 305, 230, 280. So like when we send back the set, we try to, we try to, you know, it's, it's print by the number. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, bait and we label it, you know, number one, number two, number three, number four. The only thing we don't call out is flashing. Cause it's, you know, it, we can't, you know, so. right. Right. Yeah. And there's stuff that you just don't know till you're on press. I mean, right. we've all had to yeah. tweak it. We've all had to rotate color. We've all had to throw in a strategic flash where we need it to get it to yeah. look right. I mean, mm-hmm. that stuff, you have to have a, a printer, on, on the press to yeah. out some of those details. Right. I mean, we can do so much for you, but I mean, we've sent steps that I've printed perfect and I get to another shop and they're like, I don't like it. And I'm like, but it printed perfect for me. Right. And you just realize on press, I mean, there's, there's some stuff that goes on there. No, let's talk about like, uh, you guys don't just do steps. Like you guys do actual artwork, right? Like if some, a customer comes in and it's like, here's a yeah. crayon sketch. Here's a, cell phone photo of a crayon sketch that I took in a <laughs> dimly lit room. Uh, you guys ha- can hand that off to your team and yeah. create something. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. All the time. We do that all the time. Like, so meaning that, meaning that, you know, we get, we get those photos like, so th- on the, on the website order form, there's a, a creative, so you can, you can order a conceptual piece, but oftentimes if they have e- even a crayon sketch is kind of better because it gives us a foundation to work off of. And, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the proof of concept. So yeah. Right. It's, uh, well, yeah. the first, I, not the first time I heard about you guys, but uh, my buddy Ron from we talk shirty uh, oh, mentioned, love mentioned you guys last time I had dinner with him and he was like, Oh, I started using uh graphics now. And he's like, Oh, check out what they're doing. And he, he showed me, I can't remember what it was. It was like, I brought up the crayon thing because I think that's pretty much what it was. He showed me like someone had like a like a sketch of a crayon, like uh, I think it was like camping or like a camp logo or something. And then he gave it to you guys. And then he showed me the proof he got back from your artist. And then he's like, not only did I get the artwork, I already had it sept. It was trapped. It was in order. Basically what you guys just said. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh, shit, that makes total sense. And then, uh, yeah, me and Andy 
brought it up a couple episodes ago. I have ago a question and, uh, off of that. So let's say you do do that. And you, we, we, you know, like we supply, we submit this crayon sketch and then you give us, um, I guess, some final art, but it's not truly final. We have to get it approved. So mm -hmm. do you, um, do you yes. send it to our customer for that approval and then go back and forth and tweak it? Or is that something we do? How, how does that work? It's entirely I'll how you have it that. set up. Yeah, I'll answer that in yeah. regards to like We Talk Shirty and use that as kind of the case study. So, so with We Talk Shirty, he staffs with us, um, and and I like the workflow better to where we we get it to his team and then they divvy it out to the customer. They gain the data back and then transfer it to our team. But we can there's there's shops where we go directly, you know, interface with the clients and you know as if we were an employee of the shop. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's ultimately, you know, however you want it to, to set it up canned emails, like, Hey, you know, if this, if this is incorrect, you know, tell me what revisions that you want, you know, it's step one, step two, step three, like that really helps our team. If we're, if we're communicating directly with your end client, yeah. but yeah. And with, we yeah. sure to be divvy it out uh, to their team to, to get to the, to the end user. And most of the time when we're dealing directly with the customer, it's a staffing artist, not, an a la carte offer right. person so because they're going to have some kind of relationship. And most of the time, I mean, like if you're with Printavo or something like that, there's such a good workflow for that stuff. You I mean, you set statuses and normally the first month of staffing, they're like, we want to proof everything and make sure it's good before it goes to the customer. And they do that for a little bit. And then after a while, they're like, they're always good. And we just push approve. So then yeah. we start communicating directly with the customer. Customer makes notes, goes right back to our artist. We make the tweaks until it's approved. Then it's approved. We get the SEP. We do the SEP. You don't even see the art until it's like production ready. Because the status said, let's go to production. Now your SEPs are in there. Like Printavo makes a workflow yeah. that's so nice in that regard. Because they can just load the art in Printavo. And then like our team handles all of it, even the customer interaction until it's like outputted on film yeah, or direct to screen or however you're doing it to andy's point there's a there's a ramp up period so if we are communicating yeah. directly with the customer we like to like you know fill the pipes with water and check for leaks prior to like taking exactly. off the training wheels and then communicate like the first directly. month it's always go through your team and after everything's every time you're just yeah. pushing approve like it's always good then it's right. just direct communication which is why the staffing is so nice because you're working with the same person day in and day out and then a year from now, they're they have intimate knowledge of your whole process. I mean, we're using your templates. We're using your everything, you know. And well, they get to know like, your customers too. It's kind of like the same thing as hiring a new employee. I mean, it's like exactly. here, like if we have, you know, tomorrow we have a front desk girl starting, and it's the same thing. It's like, okay, here's you're going to start getting customers, and you have to make invoices and everything for the first month or two she has to double check all the stuff that she's about to send to the customer exactly. with a senior yes. staff person. Exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, eventually the training wheels come off and you're like, all right, like you can go ahead now. You don't need us to like baby this. Exactly. Um, and yeah, it's just cool. The, what, do you, thing, what do you have to do with like revisions as far as like, is there, you know, if you get a customer who's just a pain in the ass, it's like, you know, 13 revisions in, is there something that's kind of like, you get charged differently. If they have, have a signature email that says "fuck off." Yeah, <laughs> like an email, like a number revision number ten. Right. That's what you send, right, guys? I, um, <laughs> I we word it differently. <laughs> Just, right. Okay. Okay. No, but 
It says please fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, so like so like <laughs> if you would kindly fuck off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the a la carte side. So we have this like this whole the, it, dude. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> Uh, on We're the all thinking side, it. It doesn't matter what we say. You know, if we can't get it by by V four, then there's something wrong. You know, right, like right. so we we save everything. So like on the on the a la carte side, we have this thing called post and alert, meaning that you know, customer X Y and Z gets delivered the the piece of art. They send it to their customer. Customer comes back with like, oh, instead of that beer bottle, I wanted a stripper pole or whatever the hell it is. You know, then we that which is actually a an order that I had recently. Like that's, <laughs> that's live, you know? So it's a top tier uh, customer basically. Yeah. Matt, dude, he's, he's a it's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I think it took, it took two iterations before we had it right. So, I mean, we build in, we build in the workflow to knowing that there, you know, that there's going to be, if it's, if it's perfect right out of the gate, it's like never, you know, doesn't really happen mm-hmm. that often, especially with custom stuff. But but yeah, you know, how do you guys, how do you guys compete with like companies like Fiverr and other like overseas things? Like, is it just the fact that it can be streamlined and it's more of like an employee, not like a random dude every time on Fiverr? Yeah. And they get art that's made for screen printing though. Right. Or right. that, and you know, that's set for screen printing yeah. more than a Fiverr. Not to say that there aren't people out there that understand. I just feel like true. I hear that all the time. I hear like, oh, I use Fiverr for this design or Fiverr for this design. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like a lot of people just need to know more about your company because. We're screen printers. Right. Because you're screen printers. Like you're That's going to an artist. To you're going to an artist. And the funny part is, is a lot of, we get this all the time. Like you go to somebody who says they, they are going to do a design or a logo for you. And the logo is just like drop shadow and fade and it's like that's not a fucking logo that's like a graphic for a car it's like yeah not made for Looks this good on a flyer right it's not flyer. made for this so well, the, i mean us training guys we train artists constantly in honduras and we prefer to pull people from screen print shops rather than someone from you know marketing school or something like that because they just don't yeah. know how to build art for us at all and it's weird that it's easier to teach someone art from scratch that has some screen printing background than it is to take someone with a graphics background and teach them screen printing mm-hmm. their brain yeah. just doesn't do it right and i don't i don't know why because I mean, <laughs> specialized this so, is so just, it's just weird i need I'm to go back to I need to go back to the revision thing real quick because I had another note in here that made sense with it. Uh, what about like if you get, you know, everything goes good with the customer, everything, you got the art, you got the steps, it goes to press uh, and it was like a sim process thing or whatever. And it's on press and you notice on press that there's an issue with the art. How long generally does it take to be like, oh shit, I need to, we need to tweak a screen to the art department guy. Like you were saying like time wise. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on both, on both the a la carte side and, and dedicated artists, it's instantaneous. So meaning, meaning that if it's a la carte side, it's post an alert. We monitor alerts uh, faster than incoming orders, meaning that like we have a team under us. Yeah. It's priority. You know, like if there is something on press that needs to be. So I didn't know that that makes sense. So there is like an alert thing. That's kind of like, yes. Hey, I need help now rather than just like email me later. kind of. Well, and also, I mean, couldn't it be that, 
you know, you're receiving the final, you're receiving a file that we could even modify here if we wanted. I mean, we could, sure. if we're recognizing what exactly is happening here that needs to be changed or whatever, we could probably. Right, but I'm saying for the people who are using the service that don't have an art department, yeah. they're just like, they're using yeah, it. Yeah, Andy, that's <laughs> instant. That's, that's instant. So, mm -hmm. so meaning that, you know, with the dedicated staffing, there's that Skype, uh, we, we set up a Skype channel and that's, you know, you're communicating directly with the art team. So your artist is communicating, you know, it's, it's seamless. It's as if they were sitting right next to you. So there is a problem on press, you know, color tweaking, mesh count selection was wrong, whatever it is, you know, you can immediately. Yeah. Cause I mean, time, time that, is now. That's the, yeah, that's the super important thing is like, if your busy schedule is slammed and you, you, the press is stopped, that's kind of where you get screwed. So that makes perfect yeah. sense if you guys. You know what I love quick. about it is that you get a dedicated person that learns your shop, you know? And so it's mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, oh, you know, they learn that Shirk Kong likes trapping at 0.6 or, or mm -hmm. undercutting at 0.6 or on fleece at, at, at a different trap. And so, you know, you don't get a new person every time that has to look up notes on your profile to say, oh, what should I send it as or whatever. They know are, you know, instantly or automatically anyway, when they're working mm -hmm. with us, you know, like exactly how we like it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll yeah. say one more thing about all this too. As just, I mean, this is my sales guy hat on again. But uh, we uh, we work in pods and we cross train artists. So when our guy is out sick, we have someone who's stepping that knows your process already. And like one of Nick's clients last week, the artist straight up quit. Have you ever heard an artist quit? Fuck your shit up. <laughs> not good. Not great. It's not great. So so I I just happened to be in this channel with Nick because we both supported him and one time we did another. But I watched my team have their their dedicated artists oh, quit in the morning awesome. and then my team step in with three artists making sure all their stuff yeah. done, nothing missed a beat. Oh, you and, can the have artists, art, and the artists yeah. that stepped in, Brian likes them better. Like it was uh, kind of like an upgrade. <laughs> I know, but it's just, you have built in redundancy with us that you just, honestly, are, we just have too good of a team over there. And so you mentioned guys like Fiverr and all the other competition. They're really, they're not touching us service wise at all. It's, it's, a, complete, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different model entirely. It's not what we're doing. To, to so it's hard point, to compare to them. Point, they're, they're designing for, they're not designing for screen printing. And that that's the differentiator. It's like our, our yeah. heels are dug deep in on the apparel side. So it's like, you know, that's yeah. what we train. So, and, and to give you the nuts and bolts, you know, so we're, we're up to a hundred and, 140 something in Honduras. So 140 people. So the way that we train uh, is we train in pods, meaning that, you know, we'll take, we'll take a team leader that is exceptional with clients, you know, like good communication sets are on point, you know, artwork is really good. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll train, you know, anywhere from six to 10 people, depending on that person's bandwidth underneath that team lead. And they always have that team lead to, to bounce back to if there's ever like a, something that gets stuck or if there's any issues or, you know, which, you know, it's, we're, we're in screen printing, which like, there, there's no, issues hand ever, right? help. you know, everything is, everything yeah. is smooth. There's no problems period ever. Right. Um, but yeah, it sounds like the, you're, the pod, the, that pod thing, like, like Lucas was talking about, um, that allows you to have like this deep bench, you know, like to always be able to, exactly. to help exactly. you, you know, so it, for here, for example, so we have four designers and, sometimes they're on vacay sometimes one is overwhelmed and i don't know it's really hard to juggle 
how art flows through here. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it sounds like with you guys anyway, you almost, it, that kind of thing never happens, you know, because if someone is on vacation or if someone is uh, extra busy, they just know how to workflow and hand off projects. And so that we really, we like as the customer, as a screen printer, we really never even notice it. Yeah, true. <clears throat> yeah, you nailed it. Exactly. Exactly. That's why to we build team. it that way. Yeah, it makes it makes sense though too because like I have this fear all the time, and I, uh, Brian, my art guy, has been with me for like eleven years now. He's one of the people that like started with me, Mm -hmm. Um, and he's amazing at what he does, and he's he's really great at it. But I always tell him, I'm like, dude, like, I'm terrified that like you're going to like say you're in an accident or like you lose an arm or you get the flu and you're out mm-hmm. for two weeks. Like I don't have a replacement for you. Yeah. Like realistically, I don't have multiple art guys in the art department. So yeah. it's kind you of just like, mentioned were like horrific, awful things. Oh yeah. What the fuck well, shit well, no, no, like, Dylan's right. People- Dylan's right. It's the, it's the bus met bus method. What happens yeah. if you get hit by a bus? You right. know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't want to be like, Oh, what if you get the sniffles? I want to be like, no, what if you <laughs> fell off a fucking cliff and you caught on fire? Like, <laughs> You know, like it shit happens. You know what I mean? Like, what do I do? It's just nice to know that there's stuff out there. Like, there's options to where, like, mm-hmm. if something happens, like you get you got somebody else. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, and 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 to that regard too. So like the with those pods, the way that we train people. So like, it's not like if if a shop signed on with you know artist X, Y, and Z. There's a two month or two two week period prior to them. You know, so we have, we have a, a very diligent, like, Hey, you have to, we have a test before somebody gets hired on like separations, vectorization, you know, cause we want to make sure it's a good fit for our company as well too. So, so we have them pass the test and then there's a two week period where we ramp them up and teach, you know, it, all the nuances to, to screen printing and textile art prior to them jumping in. So we've, we've always kind of keep that, keep that going, which in turn, which in turn, you know, when they, when they do jump in and, and take on a customer's account, it's usually, you know, there's, again, you're hiring somebody new. So there's always a training period, but it, it mitigates a lot of the, the minutia of the art side to where, you know, it's workflow. We're training on workflow, not art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, um, I'm in Missouri and I don't end, know end that. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm in Missouri and we have these things called thunderstorms uh-huh. uh and oh, yeah it is clear to my left and it is dark as night to my right i'm looking over there out those windows and so the reason i bring that up is, is we might lose this call um <laughs> and uh okay. I'll, I'll and it'll yeah. all be deleted and we'll just forget about it and go on to the <laughs> next guest next time but it is rumbling out there like i see thunder and lightning right over there and so it's headed Said it here. Oh, so exciting. I also may I also may die, which to Dylan's point, you know, if if I do don't die. Don't die. Yeah. You're too you're out. too valuable to this industry. Yeah. Don't die. <laughs> well, short dog short dog will be gone. Happen. Yeah, we'll all find out if he passes a bus test or not. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think like so when we built when I when I was building this shop, I um I wanted us to be, you know. I wanted our competitive advantage, one of them anyway, to be design. I wanted, when you came here, like you definitely got a killer oh. design, something that you really, really liked. And so that's why 
I, at that time anyway, kept on adding designers as we, as we grew, as we scaled, I thought, well, you know, let's add another one because our designers here, they uh, take on other responsibilities too. So they're not just designing, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're, um, they're proofing at the end of the dryer, for example, and that, that takes time out of the day. They also mix inks, which I probably shouldn't, they probably shouldn't be doing, but they enjoy it. You know, like most yeah. of them are like, Hey, this is kind of fun. I get to stand up from my desk. I'm going to go mix an ink. This is something I like. Yeah. Did you hear that? They're lying to your face. Oh yeah. That, that's some thunder right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. you're the I boss, sir. They're kissing there's, a little. <laughs> if there's other, if there's other shops, I'm sure there are other shops out there like ours that have multiple designers, but what our designers generally don't like doing is um, there's probably, probably half of the job, you know, the, the jobs they do every day or, or stuff they don't maybe, maybe they don't really want to do, or maybe that's really tedious, you know? And so, the why I'm considering GraphX is that I thought for us anyway, um, we could offload all of that stuff, you know, and then, or, or maybe even on weeks that we're, we're just overloaded, we send you the complicated stuff too, you know, and GraphX, so, the shit you don't want to do. Exactly. There's a thing when, when, when you hire artists, you want to hire someone creative Mm. And then someone's going to make those designs that you're talking about. And someone that's good, you know, they're, they're outside of the box a little. And all the artists are a little quirky and you have to deal with this weird things and stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, we need them because they do cool stuff. And we want those people to be doing cool stuff. Let us do the production vector redraws, the, the stuff that just consumes time, but it's not creative at all. It's just time consuming. Yeah. And, so I want to jump in. I, I have to say Andy's art department is probably the cool, you know, I've been to, I've been to Andy's shop. I, I believe Andy's art department is probably the coolest art department that I've seen in this, in the textile industry. So props yeah. on that one majorly. And also how big also was I've the been, envelope of money Dylan, that he sent you, Nick? Dylan. Uh, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick. We'll edit Speaking that. Part of, out. Yeah. We're editing that out. Cause that's fucking horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but Andy, like, yeah, dude, just the, I, I've been in a thunderstorm in Missouri. The last, the last major one was in Branson, Missouri. I was visiting a really cool shop in Branson who you need to know, by the way, um, they, they crush it, but, uh, we were there late at night. We were running through processes, you know, helping out on press, all that good stuff. And this thunderstorm rolled through, you know, and the sirens, you know, it's probably, it's probably 1030 at night. It was the, it was cool. I liked it. It was crazy, but yeah, it was like tornado warning slash. Like I know. love them too. I, you know, I'll sit out on my yeah. porch or my deck or whatever and just watch it roll in. It's incredible. Hello. Oh, it's, there's such a force to it to where it's, you know, it's kind of. You could just play like Garth Brooks Thunder Rolls right now behind us <laughs> talking about this. That'd be great. <laughs> Lucas, <Yeah>. get on it. <laughs> <laughs> It has to be obviously like a uh, like you have to be playing it because we won't be able to get the rights to Garth Brooks on here. Mm -hmm. Has um, to be a, a Lucas cover. Just say right. no, can we can we roll Nashville? Can we come off of this uh, thunder theme and talk about kind of the dark side of this industry? With how do you guys deal with like uh, like copyright issues or like? paid fonts or you know a lot of companies have to deal with like they want to have pencil sketches to prove that like you guys created it versus just like stealing it off the internet kind of thing uh 
Good call. Lucas, I'll take this one because there's, you know, mm-hmm. it's so it, again, I'm going to divvy it out between staffing side and a la carte side. So on the a la carte side, we have two check boxes. So it's multiple like, hey, you own the rights to this. Like if we're going to be creating it for you, the onus is not on graphics. The onus is on you, you know, right. so it's yeah. it's contractually agreed upon in that in the a la carte side, you know, but but on the on the staffing side, you know, if it's. We, in the in the staffing agreement, we say whatever we create is as intellectual property as you contracting us. That is your IP. So right. it's you know you're paying us to create it. So that's your intellectual property. Which so. is basically what we do as well, because you never know. Like you don't, you're not being the company that's creating something. You, you're not going to know every single like pop culture thing or like a logo that somebody has like we get shit all yeah. the time where i could be we could print it and then we find out later that it's like some like huge pop bands logo or something and it's like mm-hmm. i have no i had no idea um yeah so i just wondered how you guys kind of like went around that well it's not onus, going around but it's like safeguarding yourself i guess onus is on the customer you know at that on the a la carte side onus is on the customer because we can't you know we're not googling you know every right. single yeah, it would, that would, yeah. that would that would consume a day's work just in in ensuring right looking that, it up. Yeah. Okay. Great okay. question. That, make, that, that makes same. sense. Well, like I said, I don't want to. You never know. Like you don't want to be like, oh, I I used Graphx and then every design they right. gave me was right, on right, right. was just a vectored right. Google image. Right. <laughs> Right, right. Jesus, that would be. Uh, <laughs> got a little. Uh, that wouldn't work out too well. <laughs> what do you got there? Is that a little monkey? Is that a little puppy? What did I hear? Oh yeah, it's my dog. That's my that's my little mm. little pups. And the, that's that's Malbec. That's our our, our little uh, red healer and Jack Russell mix, man. And she uh, she gets Lucas is met her. She's uh, endless energy. That's, that's my girl. That's my that's my girl. <laughs> is there any um, is there any sort of trial available? Can you, you know, like, can we get um, a job or a day's worth or something like that? I mean, what are, what options are there? Yes. A la carte yeah. and then see if you like it. No, um, we, for, Dylan, first week, first week. Yeah. So, so yeah, first week is, is on us just to ensure that, you know, everything is the right fit and all that. Good no stuff. Cause I mean, there, there are, there are times where it's not a good, you know, very, very rarely we'll throw everything at a resource until everything that we have until, you know, it's not basically until you get to 13 revisions and they send you that fuck you email or, or, or if like, you know, shops are rude to our artists or like me, you know, like that's not a good fit. I guess not. I'm sorry. It's not going to work out for us. We, we, we have the ability to fire people, you know, we're not trying to get every every customer that comes our way. I mean, if you if you don't have processes in place and you're operating your whole art department on the emails and like it's confusing and you're yelling at people, like, dude, we'll fire you. I have no it's problem not, doing that. A, yeah, I have no problem doing that. We, it's so we, rewarding fi- we, firing a client. Well, especially <laughs> after after every last resource, and you're just like, hey, listen, it's what? not. You know, we, like but we care about the printing industry and we want it to go well, but you know, there's people out there we don't want to deal with at all because they're, they're impossible to deal with. Mm-hmm. If so. it gets to a point, if it gets to a point where it, it transitions from us being helpful to the client to where, you know, it's just adversarial, you know, 
back and forth, which has happened. It's very rare, but you know, it is what it is, right? You know, if, if communication skills are lacking or whatever, you know, whatever it is, we'll, we'll go to the end of the world to ensure that our team is performing precisely the way that the customer wants to. But then when it gets to like a, a certain level, it's just like, no, I don't, I don't think this is, you know, if you, um, yeah. if you're looking you know, for the firing for you, you can have Dylan and I do it. Okay. You know, we we'll, could, we'll call it up. Sounds great. You, look, you no like problem. to be hatchet men? <laughs> can we just have a whole episode that's just like a list of people that we call and tell them that they <laughs> hey, can't listen. work with you anymore? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, the only time I've ever had it actually happen was just because of COVID. I mean, it created this vacuum where we couldn't even go to our headquarters and everyone was working remote and Honduras internet's not here. You know, and so things are going a little slower than they need to. All that stuff's been resolved now, though. But that was the only time we've ever, I've ever had any trouble with any of my clients. So most of that stuff's yeah, gone only, away, though. I've only had out of the out of the two and a half years, there's only been a couple that have that have really, you know, where it's just like, hey, dude, if you're going to be mean to our artists, then that's not that's not going to work. That's not right. going to work. So. Right. On a, on a positive note, I have to show you guys, I just got t-shirt sticky notes, which you can buy on amazon.com. Just saying. You're, you're, you're playing my heartstrings right now. You, everyone knows <laughs> how I love sticky notes. Dude, I love them too. I have to, <laughs> I have to. They're like the best. For me, it's just have. memory. Like I, yeah. I have yes. no, I can't remember anything. So the bottom, the bottom side of my monitor is all sticky notes. Yeah. Uh, Dude. They're just all also, sticky notes. There's there's something very like with the tactile writing it down, it, it like locks it, you know, versus, you know, it, we, well, we all type emails all day long. It's not even yeah. that. It's the gratification of like when you finish what was on that sticky note, oh, you my God. grab it, crumple it and throw it in the recycling bin. It's just so much more satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Versus a versus an email that, you know, we got to right. the end of it, you know, right, like a right. sales cycle. Right. Yeah. Good call um, on that. So what's what's next for graphics? I guess is there is there like a thing you guys are trying to get to and then you evolve? Yeah, or man. is it just basically just knocked on a wall? We're just getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So so our facility in Honduras, I believe, is like seventy something hundred square foot. Um and we have Pantone pillars. I'm not sure if you've seen that, Dylan. Our our mm -hmm. facility has these. I'll pull up in a picture. I, I could yeah, anyway. It's uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful facility. Like the the facility views the mountains in Honduras. It's, we have all these Pantone pillars. It's bright, you know. It's it's a very vibrant work environment. But yeah, so we we you know that was the latest. That's our that's our third office, if you don't count, you know, the, the small one in the beginning. Um, but yeah, so so that facility backs right up to uh, another. I don't know, probably 3,500 square foot. So we, we just secured that place. And then we have a big server room. So the way that the Honduras office is set up is we have this, it's, a, it's essentially an L shape. So we have a server room in the back, you know, run every, so we have to back everything up down there and, you know, ensure like internet. That's you know, cool. So it, I didn't even think about that. Lose, yeah. Let, let's say we lose a hard drive or whatever. Yeah. We have that it. Art. You guys we have got you. Yes. How long do you guys keep artwork on file? We use AWS servers on, on the, on the website stuff. We use AWS servers. So, if, you know, if Amazon goes down there, we're all screwed. Everybody's, you know, worldwide is kind of done for. If Amazon but, goes down, it's just the world is over. Basically, you know, right. essentially. 
but yeah. Um, so, so in regards to the, to the website stuff, um, indefinitely. So, and on top of that too, we, we archive everything with photos. So like, for instance, you know, which I, in, in my opinion, with indexing and finding stuff, photos, even a thumbnail, you can, you know, jump right to the end. You can get to that file so quickly where it's, you know, that's super smart. Yeah. So you know, like we've, we've had that issue before, like we use like Google drive to keep our artwork yep. in and stuff, but yep. we've had it before where we just kept it on like a, you know, like a terabyte hard drive or whatever. And then we had one go down yep. and then there's, this was years ago, but we basically had to tell all those customers if they wanted reorders, like, can you, do you have the artwork? Because like, we don't have it anymore. Like we lost mm -hmm. it. So yeah, right. it'd be nice to just pull it up or have you guys be like, yeah, we have it. I had the same thing. I had the same thing happen when my, my little garage shop, you know, I had a, an old MacBook, and that was, you know, it, there was no cloud-based storage at that time. This was right. like, that's what I mean. This, this was all prior to like, the yeah. Drive. Yeah. This was, this is back when we get you used to get freaking Blackberry photos. iPhones weren't even a thing, you know, <laughs> like black balls, Blackberry scroll with the black ball, balls. like <laughs> the black <laughs> But yes, yeah, like, yeah, you came in at the right time. Just saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've had stuff go down like that too. It's where, you know, it, it, backing it up is it, redundancy is, is the point of all this stuff, especially when it comes to, you know, if you're paying us to do the files, like we have to. So AWS servers on the, um, on the, the a la carte stuff. And then we back every, there's a, a multitude of what we, when we do stuff with people that have dedicated resources, we back it up and oftentimes we back it up in their system, which is normally like a Google drive or a, you know, team or, or what's or my Dropbox or Dropbox. Yeah. So both. Yeah. So how are you guys sending files to us? Is it with like use, Dropbox or something? Use Printavo or what do you, what, what shop? Uh, I don't know. What. Soon, soon I will be in Printavo. Uh, cool. But right now, like I said, we're just using like the, like Google drive. So I didn't know if like you guys are just like dropping it in the drive for us. Yeah. That's, that's normally how so work. yeah, with, with staffing accounts that have Google drive, what we do is we set ourselves up as, you know, another user on the Google drive. We'll have often. Or you just we'll give have, us access to know, a folder. folder one proofing. Right. Yeah. Folder one proofing, folder two approved orders, folder three steps or however, you know, or, or we can archive it in the same way that you guys do. So you don't have to. Okay. You know, and that's part of the learning process. That's part of the onboarding to where we understand, you know, everybody archives files. I've seen Different. it. Differently. So, and, a, I mean, part of the time. staffing too, anything we can do digital, we do. So I have guys that like, if they're not busy, they're renaming and reorganizing yeah. Google drives. Yeah. Like, if that's I don't a, have art to send you, could you please go through my Google drive and clean it up? And our guys are like, sure. Yeah. Anything we do digital. We're like your artist. Yeah. I have a large, I have a large customer in North Carolina to where we do order entry for them and their order entry is slowed down, but they have, a, they use Shopworks and, and they want to convert everything over to uh, picture, you know, visuals on, on their current clients. So they're like, Hey, listen, our, our OE is, our order entry is down. I want to repurpose that artist instead of, they have two artists with us actually, um, instead of, you know, laying one out or whatever it is, you know, canceling the contract on one, I want her to now go through all of our customer list and, and create, uh, she, she likes PNGs through Shopworks. So what she likes to do is go through her entire order list and say, okay, this PNG for this customer, you know, is done right. It's, it's easier to, to view that way. Cause you can go right to the source. 
So what our artist is doing is now opening up all those files, taking a clip of, you know, whatever the graphic was, uploading that into Sharpworks. So now the, that now Tina can go through and say, all right, I need to pull this one up. This was customer X, Y, and Z. So yeah, it's, so it's like an actual art department staff. It's not like we're yeah. just here to do the artwork. Like it's anything Precisely. related yeah, it's it's your employee. Anything I can do digitally remote for you, we're gonna do yeah. within reason. I was right. gonna ask <laughs> you can send us professional art files and and name them art final final. Yeah. Final final V V V three like the, the, the one dot dot dot. No, literally seriously. the one. Seriously. This no, is no seriously. One. <laughs> no seriously no this one seriously 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 <laughs> um <laughs> back to i guess the artwork question uh we have a lot of like big clients that like crazy artwork that's not necessarily just like bare bones easy stuff or like you know joe's plumbing who needs to like a two wrenches and like whatever um, what if your staff member that does the art isn't like the guy you need for that particular design? So like what we're doing now is we're doing like, I have like my top like 10 freelancers around the world that I work with like daily, basically, where like I have a customer that comes in and it's like, you know, I want a hand drawn turtle in doing this and, you know, I want it to look like watercolor or whatever. I can't send it to this one dude because he doesn't do anything like that at all. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, someone's like, I want a skull on fire. I immediately know like anything that has to do with like skeleton skulls. There's like a dude that I have that I immediately send all that artwork to. Like, do you have the option to like use another designer there if it's not yeah. his style? Yeah. Um, so we have a, we have a, a Skype channel that's called our creative team because, you know, either you have illustration experience, which I love Tori, by the way, the, uh, the, the drawing that Tori did in the background is dope. We do a lot of steps for Tori. Actually, the step work that we do for Tori is really, really good. I wish, you know, but anyway, let's answer that question. You with, with staffing, you have access to a group. We have this uh, GXS creative channel, which is I think up to 30 something employees now. So we, we have a group that has illustration and, and good technical knowledge on building, you know, if somebody wants something really custom. We have access to that group for sure. Okay. So they can kind of pick and choose through that group. Like who would be the best fit? Yes. Well, we'll pick precisely. and choose for them, but yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Right. You can always request stuff, but if they're available, they're available. But we do have a creative team and basically your staffing artist is just going to raise his hand and be like, I need help with this thing. Yeah. And yeah. we send it off to the channel and one of them is going to say, I, I could do that and pick it up. Yeah. But I mean, every artist is bent different, man. You know that. Right. Just, yeah. Just to your point. So. I, like well, I just the, wanted I like to make the, sure that like you didn't get a staff member that, to do art and then you send him something and he's just like, that's eh, not my yeah. house. And even if you have a junior artist with us, that's not doing the high end steps. Like when you get him in, he's just going to send it to my high end step team and have them do it. But your workflow won't change right. from yeah. your perspective. It just came from my artist, but our perspective, we got this. He went, no, I can't send it to that guy. And he gave it back yeah. to him and we get it back to you. And the, the cool thing is too, the, the nice dedicated to have that deep bench. That dedicated staff member too knows the style of what you're trying to accomplish. So they, you know, by that time they usually have a good fingerprint of the shop. So it's like, 
you know, if, if something comes back and it's not like the, the style of the shop or as creative as somebody wants, like they know they can kick it back to the team and say like, well, you know, I want more skulls and more flames and more, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's never whatever enough skulls and flames. Uh, I will say too, when we onboard you that, that first month, a lot of times we'll have several artists working on your account and our team is actually trying to figure out who you are and place an artist because every artist is different. And our leadership team there knows which artist is good at what things. Right. And so once we've been in your account for about a month, we know kind of what your workflow is and we'll assign an artist long after you've onboarded. Like sometimes your dedicated artist isn't assigned to you for three or four weeks because we haven't found the person that should be on that account. Yeah. So, so you're saying like if Dylan's every single job Dylan sends you is stripper poles, then you find the right, (laughs) find the right. It's a great niche to get into, by the way. But I had a, there's money there, man. Do I have it wrong? Singles. singles. No, some, some are TLR bills. You never know. (laughs) Do I have it wrong? Do you also do digitizing for embroidery? Yes. Yeah. yeah, We we should tackle that subject right now, huh? I think so because yeah, I have uh, so this is kind of neat because if you have a customer come in and they order t-shirts well, and also hats or let's we say don't, then we don't need this service because our moms do our digitizing. Of course, because mom <laughs> nice. my mom nice. does my sewing. Nice. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> Um, that's a very good point, Dylan. That's true. My mom definitely does my digitizing, but on days that she's like not feeling it, you know, that's awesome. By the way, uh, Andy, I I didn't know that. That's actually really cool. And she doesn't specialize. It is very special. And if she doesn't keep up, then she buys herself landscaping duty for the day. So she knows like (laughs) she definitely keeps up with our workload. I would say this though. (laughs) Um, What's really cool is that right now, you know, for example, or if you didn't, offer digitizing, then I would have something that you guys created and then I have to send it to a digitizer and then pay again. I know it's not a lot, but still, yeah, it's pretty neat that you would also, I guess you could just get me that file too. Ish. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so it, we still, <laughs> we still have to charge for digi cause there's, you know, it's even with a dedicated artist cause there's a heavy, it's expensive on our side, you know, especially with the infrastructure. But that being said, that's one less task that she has to do. You know, so meaning, meaning that let's, let's address it from the workflow down in Printavo, which I know your Printavo shop and thank you for being a Printavo shop because it's the rule. That's just it. Um, <laughs> so you, you change it, you change that order status from, you know, whatever it is. Okay. Customer proof, proof, which, which our, our team down in Honduras, we have true sizer. So we have all the, the embroidery proofing software to where, you know, we can, we can digitally mock it up where it's going to look pretty dang accurate to what the customer's ordering on the digi side. But then once that, that order gets converted to, you know, Hey, listen, they're actually placing the order. It's our responsibility then to go through and and create that order. You know, I need the DST. I need it for, you know, we're using an EMB4. Um, We're using Madeira classic. So it's their responsibility to go through and then, and then create that order for you. And on top of that too, what's really cool with our, our backend in regards to the digitizing side is we can place like, for instance, I'll give you a case study of a barrel maker. We place their, their logo on the, on the proofs that come through. So, so when our team does it in Thailand and actually we have 16 single head Tajima Neos over there to where, and every fabric underneath the sun and every cap underneath the sun. So when we did, when we digitize it, we actually sew it out and then place it on this run sheet with the, the barrel maker logo. So it's a direct you don't even have to sew it out on your end. 
that's a direct deliverable to the client cool. of like, Hey, does this, does this look right? So, yeah. And it's branded. There's, yeah, you know, nice. yeah, we yeah. try to keep it as branded as possible, which is the that point. Rules. But, yeah. But yeah, I don't really deal with that. task. Yeah. It sounds really awesome to be able to do. It was interesting learning the embroidery side because, you know, Lucas yeah. and I have had ink underneath their fingernails for, you know, 16 years now. And it's That's like, my problem is like, I don't, I don't really do, I, I have nothing to do with embroidery other than like, I'll take your order for embroidery. Mm-hmm. And then I literally have like, a like I live in a small town and it's funny that li- right across the street from our shop is a lady who has like, I mean, there's like 10 employees over there, but it's, they, all they do is embroidery. They're like mm-hmm. an embroidery yeah. shop. Right. So it so. makes no sense for me to have embroidery here when I can literally walk it across the street mm-hmm. and be yeah. like, you're a pro at this. You do that. And then I'll do this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like I, I literally just send here, Hey, here's the file. Tell me how much it's going to be. And then yeah. that's it. So I have no knowledge on like digitizing and all that stuff. So um, it's, it's so name. similar to, it's really crazy. It's very similar to screen printing separations. Like, like in the fact that there, there's so many weird, you know, cause again, I had to like learn that aspect of, you know, knowing the set side, you know, knowing the art side, knowing the screen printing side and then learning the, the digitizing side. But there's like, for instance, with a beanie, you have to put a base down. So what, you know, what we call a base, what they do is they sew down a, a base of thread to have, on a beanie to knock down all you know like if we were to screen print on a beanie we'd have to press it flat before we could you know it's it's not going to print good on a rib so what that what that fill does is it knocks down that ribbing and then you can go through and sew over the top so it's like real similar it's a screen printing base only with inverter right right Mm -hmm. yeah can you guys break down we've talked about the like having a a guy that or a girl that's like your person per month fee what's like the a la carte options cost wise yeah um I'll, I'll take that on so in regards to seps um you know everybody has it depends on volume just like everything um but in terms of like sep side just like an overview like our spot color steps are 20 bucks uh sim process start at 65 and it doesn't matter how many color it, it could be an 11 color it could be an 18 color. It could be a 14 color. So we're not. You said it starts at 65. Is that something where it's, it it, it's flat rate 65? Uh, but it's flat if rate. you need it faster, if you need it faster. So, so our, our pricing tiers in regards to the simulated process, it only jumps up if you need it faster. So there's three days, two days, and then critical rush. So it really, it only deviates if, if you need it real quick. That's but insane. That's cheap. <laughs> well that's what i'm saying like like normally like even here like we we get artwork all the time that's like we'll, we'll do it in here like that's fine but mm-hmm. like we'll tell the customer like it's 60 bucks an hour for us to like yeah set this out if it's going to be something crazy like if brian looks at it he's like this is going to take me all day like yeah then we're like yeah. all right we're going to say we won't be like you know it's 60 an hour for eight hours but we'll be like it we'll charge you like 60, 80 bucks or something usually to just be like, we'll do this, but it's going to take him extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. 65 bucks or something. Like See, that. here's, here's, I'm thinking it's already a profit. This is the way I try to like break it down. I'm like, listen, if we're going to be 65 bucks on the separations and, and you internally, you recognize it was probably going to take, you know, five hours at, at design cost x y and z still bill out the 160 dollars for design cost and then just you know give us a 65 and call it a day right like that's right. you know that's a that's 100 bucks for yeah, you that's know huge. uncovering yeah 
And if there's a project you guys have in mind and kind of want a rough idea, we do have a submit for quote option where you can kind of put some of the data in there and just say, what do you guys think this is going to cost? And we're going to give you a range and that way you can make a decision. So don't ever feel like you're, you know, going to be bamboozled or anything. Like you can actually just say, how much is this? And we'll tell you. And we'll get back soon to those as I look at either Lucas or Nick. I'm like, this is a bamboozle fest. <laughs> it's not going to go right. <laughs> Premium quality, A1, number one. <laughs> but yeah, so so in regards to like the SEP side on the a la carte side, there's only three. You know, it's spot color, sim process, or four color process, which we don't get much for CP coming through. The, it's not 94. 90% of the time it's either spot color seps or sim seps, which, mm-hmm. you know, even, even on tough, tough, like spot color seps, like, you know, 20 bucks is a drop in the bucket, you know, if there's, you know, real intense and oftentimes too on the vector seps, what our team will do, which is really freaking smart is the, if, if they recognize a vector set that has, in, you know, like crazy color overlays and you have to use this color to get this color what we'll do is oftentimes take it into photoshop and like get the blending right and then out just output via illustrator so it's you know they they know our artists know when to to take on a much more in-depth approach to the set even though you're still getting a spot color set so it's pretty pretty wild man sure it's awesome yeah Yeah. i don't want this to be list the whole episode to be like a graphics ad but like we were very curious into like how all this stuff worked Um, but I mean, it's true. Like you said, like it really does make a lot of sense for a lot of shops. Like I said, we do a ton of art here. Uh, we do a ton of all the steps and everything, but like just being a realistic and being an owner and like seeing certain jobs, like there's certain jobs that come through that are just like, it's complicated art to print, but the art kind of sucks. And you're just Mm -hmm. like, like there's a lot of times where Brian comes to me and he's like, well, I really don't want to do this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I have a yeah. bunch of stuff to do and I just really don't feel like messing with this one. Like, yeah, I really kind of want to tell Brian now, like, Hey, here's uh, here's these guys, like send them a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you got me, you got me. That's how it all, that's how it all starts. She sends a couple things and he sends a couple more. And then I fire Brian and then I, you know, <laughs> We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Dude, I got to say, I've got to say, like, I've, I've had a lot more shops recently where the owner has put me in touch with the, the artist and we'll go through and like learn the system and get them dialed in, create their login. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's very similar to like ordering something on Amazon. Like once they learn that process and they have that like freedom of like, Hey, I don't want to do this. Like bingo. Mm-hmm. I, I like communicating with the artist because it's like, it's direct well, to the source. It's one less thing you have to do. And honestly, we we haven't replaced a ton of artists, but we have replaced a ton of artists. What I mean by that is when you're hired and you're happy with your person, you keep them. And I'd rather be working with them directly and having them train our artists. But then we are the redundancy. So right. that guy can go on vacation. Or that. Company to, yeah. Like, and then well, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm thinking is like. Like I said, I've got Brian and I'm never getting rid of him. I don't want to replace anybody, no, you wouldn't but it's just to. like, it's just like when we're slammed or like you said, like if there's other shit he could be doing that is more essential, like it'd be nice for him. Or in know. his strength, like be creative right. and do cool stuff, Right. you know, no, which helps makes, everybody. It makes perfect sense to just have like a helping hand that's. 
And the other thing skills. is too, is we, since we're cross training, when you guys grow and like that workflow gets even more intense, you add a person, yeah, you can add another artist. It's scalable and we're training them, not you. Right. So it just makes it easier to grow. Cause I mean, I don't know, Nick and I are in shops and I don't know a shop right now. That's not busy. Yeah. But if you know any stream printers, everyone's hiring. (laughs) Well, it's like perfect example is me. Like I have been filling in, in the dark room for the past, like two months, just because it's like really hard to hire someone right now Mm -hmm. and like whatever. And I I basically, right. Well, we're slammed and like, I took it on myself to be like, all right, well, I'll take on the extra burden of like, you know, burning screens and everything and like trying to keep up. But I went to Chicago last week and before that week I came up to Brian and I was like, Hey, like, I know you're busy, but like, can you, can you burn screens for me while I'm gone? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be here to do that. Yeah. Um, and he stepped in and did that. And it's funny, like I showed up today and Chris was here doing some other stuff. And I was like, I was like, man, it looks like Brian burned a shitload of screens while I was gone. Like he did more than I would normally do. Like he, he got really far ahead and he's like, yeah, he stayed here till like nine o'clock at night, a couple nights, like just trying to get stuff burned so that in the day he could keep doing like art and steps and stuff he had to do. So like, that would have been a perfect example to be like, Hey, I'm going to be gone or he's going to be gone. Yeah. Like let's send it to them for like four days. Yeah, and having him do that for a week is great, and he's more than willing to do it. But when it gets a month of doing that, you start burning people out. Oh, yeah. And, well, that's what and I'm saying. So I don't you, want to burn him people. out. Exactly. You just need that extra. And right. honestly, nothing starts until it's art. So we're like the bottleneck for everything. Like, you can't do anything without it being done. Mm. And some, some shops, all we're doing is the proofing because they have six salespeople, and they're constantly pitching stuff, and all they're doing is sending stuff to proof. Proof, proof, yeah, proof, think, proof, um, proof, 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 But yeah. Dylan, I was going to ask, um, you visited Second City, which Ian, mm-hmm. Ian Doherty, like I've known Ian for almost well, a decade. It's funny because I heard Nick Wood mentioned like 35 times while I was in Chicago for some reason. Between Maggie telling me to call you Big Dog, <laughs> Marcotte telling me Thailand story. Uh, oh, and man. then being at Second oh, City boy. here in that... Uh, yeah, Nick Wood got me this job. I'm like, where the hell is Nick not? <laughs> Nick's everywhere. I, Ian, I witnessed. Ian, I witnessed Ian uh, such a good. So much you talking about you know, the bird? You talking about the bird? Yeah, I witnessed don't Ron even, Winters. Ron Winters riding bitch with Nick Wood on a bird, and it made me. It's everything. <laughs> <laughs> we may, may we may or may not have crashed. Like it's uh, you did. But I was like, no man left behind. Dude, Everybody Mimosa. crashes on those things. Oh, it's they're bad. They're fucking freaking dangerous. It's not meant for Mimosa <laughs> was like, so we get to the bar and freaking Alex killed, you know, because he paid for Lonnie's and he killed the app. And I just see Lon like his scooter just like dies, like blocks away. <laughs> I said no scooter left behind. Like <laughs> just <laughs> so I freaking zip down there, and we're you know, just Lon's got arms around him with Wally one foot on the cart, <laughs> <laughs> just riding bitch by neck. It's we were so palling good. around. We we're just palling around. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, so with Second City, dude, tell me, like, you know, I've I've heard the expansion out there is a little nuts. What are they doing? You know, I, I get it from Ian, but I don't really know the full. 
Well, they moved into the new facility and it's like just the spot that I saw was massive. Like it was a really big shop and I was like, holy shit. And then I found out from M&R that they, you know, they, they're expanding. Like they've got a couple more presses. They got, they're doing all this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, well, we have this other facility that's like connected that's like just fulfillment and it was like this massive thing right and then they're like well we're running out of space here so we actually just like bought the next building that's it's also connected but it was like the next door and it was like it was like a football field it was just mass i was like this is crazy um, crazy but they're doing they're doing some really awesome stuff i mean it was a really rad Dude, did you get did you get to meet stevie we talked about this you, before you guys got, got, got on. Well I did not get to meet Stevie. He was busy with uh, dealing with some client issues or client. Was, uh, it might not was, have been issues. He was busy. He's all, dude. Just, but basically what Andy said is that if Andy yeah. was there, he would have seen him. But because it was me, he was like, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, but no, it was uh, it was great. Just seeing that shop was, was right. Hey, just to let you know, I talked to Ian. He loved having you there, by the way. So good. Yeah. Appreciated that. No, I, I liked I liked going there. It was good. Yeah. That shop is freaking crazy. So, Andy, we do you sta- want we to staff get with into? Them for, God, I... Nick, what were you saying? Nick, you Nick's lo- we're losing Nick. Yeah, it's or he's just up. walking and slow. Yeah, sorry, it broke up. <laughs> hey, so we st- <laughs> that looked so real. <laughs> 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 we staffed with second city for a long time. They were actually like one of the early, early people to, to jump on board, but the amount, yeah, dude, we did, you know, they were good. We probably did 500 SIM process steps a year for them. And, you know, proof proofing was probably 1500 a year, which was insane. They brought it in house recently, which was a good move for them, but uh, you know, we still helped them out for almost two years. I, I want to say it was like, a year uh, yeah it was pr- pretty close to two years for sure well it's just like you guys can be like that uh that fallback ex-girlfriend you know what i mean like yeah baby it doesn't hey. work out you always can fall back on uh, hey. old graphics well and like dylan That's said earlier you know this right. wasn't like an ad for you guys we wanted uh you're actually it's a it's a real solution you know so we mm-hmm. talk to shops and people message us and they have issues and a lot of shops don't know about you and mm-hmm. so I mean, that's what our show is about. Our show is about uh, talking to shops and finding out what their issues are and sharing that yeah. pain because we all go through it, you know? And so, and if all of a sudden we we find out, of, you know, like a solution, because we were in, I think we were in Chicago and we were over at Steven's place and everyone there yeah. uses you and they were looking at Dylan and I like they were going to kill us. Like, what's wrong with you guys? We were outcasts. Um, and then we did like, and then we did like, never be outcast to me. Just and then we did like three or four interviews with people and they were like, Oh, you know, I'm having issues with the art department or mm-hmm. like, like we talked to like two or three shops that were just like a, like, you know, a one or two man shop that just mm-hmm. didn't have time to it's handle like art and everything yeah. else. So we didn't know a ton about all your services. And we were like, Oh, we, you know, go to our buddies at graphics. Like they have things, but then we were like, we should probably have them on and like hear the whole story. So thank you. Um, we're glad. Yeah. To have you guys. Hey, and, and also I got to give you guys, pro- you know, like, dude, I've, I've followed it since the inception, you know, just to let you guys know. In- so inception. I've been a big fan <laughs> for 
from the inception, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, there's there's very few people, there's very few people that are that are actively pushing the industry. You know, I, I got to give Andy a big shout out on this one too. The heat press, the the neck label heat press, freaking um, Instagram post that you did that went absolutely viral that that summed it up. You know, it's like, and it was you know pre COVID too. It was kind of in this in this weird industry lull that just like hit home to it hit home to me too i mean it's not it was like yeah just it hit at like the perfect time where it's like hey like let's let's take a, a very real and and true approach to this industry versus like top level like it, we can all you know talk top level all freaking day long but like the nuts and bolts are really you know that's that's what you live and die by you know so props to you guys to actually you know get, getting down to the to the business aspect of it and the, the shop management and team management like that shit is the you live or die by that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and printing is, you yeah. know, on the road when you're cold calling people, uh, Andy, you gave me some energy on that trip because you actually saw me and gave me some time like back in the road. So I really appreciate that. Not all shops give me some time and you did. So I appreciate it. All right. Okay, was it so, like was it like two bags of money he gave you guys? <laughs> no, you know Andy's a good dude. <laughs> hey, so so in regards to to the shops that listen to you know because there's a lot of crossover and our clients that you know everybody fucking follows the shirt show. That just is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So the feedback that I get and the, the appreciation for your guys' side is you know there's been so much technical information of how you burn a screen how you you know what type of drying rack all that bullshit the business aspect of it too which is what you guys drill deep on is uh, yeah man it 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 changes people's shops you know which is it's impactful well thank you we try we just we just like to hang out and talk to each other and learn new shit so Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's really all it is (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As, and as if screen printing and EOM and art and all that stuff isn't hard enough, mm-hmm. and then you also have to run a business. And so, you know, we get, mm-hmm. in, get into that stuff too. And I don't know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I was on a walk with my mom today and we were talking about how running a business just, um, if you don't have a thick skin, you better get one because yeah. it's an um, 80s. Um, you want yeah. to do a listener? Uh, do you have one? I do. I saw you posted earlier. Ask me a question. Did you get any? Dude, 90% of the, anytime I post, like, have a question thing on Instagram, 90% of them are like, what's your ball girth? Or like, <laughs> how long's your sausage? Or <laughs> stuff like that. So, uh-huh. I mean, if you want a couple of those. It's, it's the burden of being sexy. Right. I mean, it's shit. just right. nothing I can do about it. There was a nice selfie. Let me let me look in here. Hold on, hold on. What about all those crazy people like that used to hang themselves by their balls to like get it longer? And, yeah, uh, and, ask Andy. He knows all about that. I know a lot about this. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's one. I mean, did you have a good one? Let's hear yours. All right. Well, let's go through a couple of these. Uh, best upgrade that helped you the most besides a press. Mm. Direct to screen. Do you say direct to screen? Oh yeah. Yeah. That opinion. would probably be that I, would probably be uh, what I think both of us would say. We've said it multiple times. Direct to screen for sure. Um 
getting graphics as my art department. <laughs> future in the future. In the future. Yes. My answer, my answer is also direct to screen. I think that it's the fastest ROI in your shop. Yeah. Um, I put it off. I cannot believe that I, I didn't do it sooner. Yeah. And when I finally did, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like having another press, honestly. If you have two mm. machines and you're like thinking about buying a third, get direct to screen. Don't go yeah. press. We were in the yeah. exact spot you were you were at. We had two presses, went direct to screen. Yeah. It was like having For a third sure. press. You know, yeah, for sure. Absolutely true. That's yeah. the thing that not a lot of like, I feel like gets overlooked a ton is like, we've had this discussion before, but it's like, shops had the stigma of like when you hire a screen guy it should be the bottom of the barrel in the shop like it should be the the green new hire clean screens but realistically the screen guy that's cleaning screens burning screens all that stuff should be like one of the best employees or most hired because like pre-press is so important like so many people overlook pre-press and they're just like thinking about press operators and and everything else but it's really like the guy like nothing else works good unless you have like really good screens. Yeah, if it's not set it's up right, foundation. It's, yeah. it's the base of the house, man. If you try to build the, uh, you know, you're you're going up, you start off on a rocky foundation and then try to build a three story house, it doesn't mm -hmm. work. Yeah, so and I've like, done con consulting gigs where they're like, "We'll burn the screen tree before you come, so we're ready to go." And I'm like, "No, don't burn a thing." Like. <laughs> I need to be there for the burning process because that's where it starts. I don't want your screens made for me. I want to help you make them so we everything else goes right. right Especially right. water base, by the way. That's important. Water, water don't base. stop talking about water. Nobody cares about water base. We're all we're all in plastic. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, you know what? We'll help you with water base too. Okay, cool. Um, what was your listener question, Andy? I'm curious. I had a third one from our friend Jonathan at Success. Oh, we might as well just call this the Jonathan Minute. The Jonathan Minute? Nick, no, look at this. He was frozen in that. He, <laughs> must know, he must know Success also. Yeah. I think he's a customer of yours. I want to say. Um, what was yeah. he, he with us? He was, did you see? All right. You back with us, Nick? Nope. No. Yeah. I, can't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, all right, I'm going to so stand here, over here. Hopefully, this here works. is Jonathan's question. You ready? Since so many shops see growth just by customer referrals alone, is there anything y'all do very specifically that drives more customer referrals, like refer a friend and get a credit on the next order type of deal or anything like that? Dylan, how about you? Do you do anything with regards to referrals and, and you know, customers giving you referrals? I never really have. Um, I feel like I've always thought about doing something that like that, but I feel like it's, it's that catch 22 of like offering discounts. Cause you're like, I don't know. I feel like it's, you shouldn't always have to be offering discounts to get people to come to you. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like degrading your worth a little bit, but like, I don't know. It's, it's not a bad thing. I just don't know of like a referral program I would want to do where I'm like, Oh, come to us and get 10% off. Or I guess if you're the only thing you could do that I like would be like, if somebody refers, it's kind of like giving them a commission. Like if I have some good artists I could be like, Oh, I'll give you a 5% of the first order or something just to kind of like help incentivize them to send people our way. Uh, 
but that I haven't really done much of that. Yeah. Uh, can you guys hear me? Okay. Is the, is yeah. the internet connecting better now? Okay, cool. I was going to say, um, this is uh direct to Jonathan. What I would recommend is having canned emails that he can just, you know, especially with like direct referrals, meaning that, you know, he prints for school X, Y, and Z. That school is very happy. Email introduction is, I agree with Dylan degrading, you know, discounts, all that good stuff. There's no reason to, if the, if the referral is coming through already, it's, it's going to be a, you know, it should be as close to a guaranteed sales, you know, if there's a problem that you can solve. So yeah, like candy emails, making that introduction easy. Like, yeah. And maintain the margin, man. Dylan's not wrong mm -hmm. on that one for sure. Do you, do you guys even have published price lists? No. I don't agree with it. And I know a lot of guys I see in forums all the time. They're like asking for what's your price list? How much are you guys charging? I'm like, you know, I took Lyft and it was $10 one time. And then an hour later it was $20 for the same ride because you know what? It's going to change depending on how your shop works and no shop should be charging the same thing anyway. I, all I can say about pricing and stuff is find your hourly rate and make sure you're making money know how much your business costs run every hour. Yeah. And that's realistically what it should be. I mean, you should figure out what your own cost is and not necessarily the race to the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't find out what that guy's charging and do 10 cents cheaper. And it's just, it's, it's not what it's about. There, you should find out some, what you need to make. Yeah. There's enough work for all of us. Mm -hmm. I think what Jonathan was getting at though, is like, do you, do you, how do you incentivize or do you ever send maybe even a thank you to somebody who, you know, refers a, a good customer to you. And I think that I'm kind of like you, Dylan, like I've always thought of it, like, well, that'd be a pretty good program, isn't it? Because you want, and maybe there's a way to do it without a discount. You know, maybe it's just a thank you, like just acknowledge. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, I don't know necessarily what that would be. Like one thing I've always thought about doing and I never have is like a postcard in a box to a customer and said like, Hey, we appreciate the order. Here's 5% off your next order. But like I said, it's like, do I really need to do the 5% off or, Hey, here's a, like a postcard on a box. And it says refer a friend and get 10 free shirts on your next order. It's like, kind of like, I want to incentivize people to send more people here, but like, what do we, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't know what to offer. Yeah, I have. So I told you about we hired two people. They start on July 6th. One of them is um, going to be like a customer service specialist. So they're going to be helping people uh, either like via the phone, uh, email, or if they walk in or front counter. Okay. And they're also going to be doing some inv invoicing. And right when I hired her, I got another uh, resume and somebody saying, hey, I, I, I heard about you. And there was a cover letter and there's a long thing. And I was like, and I knew them and they, they have a brand here in St. Louis. And I'm like, wow, like they would be perfect for sort of this kind of thing. Not necessarily the customer service specialist, but, but maybe um, I, I, I made up this uh, role title so far anyway, and it's called brand creative. And so whenever a brand comes here and they, they, they need help, you know, normally they do, they need help with all sorts of stuff. And so she's going to, she is an expert at that. She has her own mm -hmm. brand. She knows, she does a very good job at curating her own brand. And so she knows the, like the ins and outs of it. And she's going to provide a lot of insight for these people, but also she does such a cool job of just the way her stuff looks that she's going to help us with all of that sort of stuff. And so I think she may be perfect for, just like you said, even if you get a referral and you send that out and acknowledge it, and you don't even have to give them shirts or anything like mm -hmm. that, 
you give them something else, you know, and um, just a thank you. I think that, mm -hmm. that would go a long way. And that person was like, oh, you know, um, wow, Sher Kong thanked me for referring this person. That's pretty neat. And then mm -hmm. I want to do it again, you know? Yeah. I don't know. People like to be acknowledged. Yeah. yeah. And so I could do a way better job at that than yeah. I do. <laughs> That's for sure. Dude, I used to, same, when I was in that days, I used to, uh, you know, handwrite cards all the time and I have deviated from it. And it's something that was like so effective. Need to get back to that, you know. Like, there's, you know, on the on on. There's also websites where you can go and have them sent for you and handwritten for, you, like, like mailed out, which is <laughs> like a personal, pretty impersonal, thing. but yeah, right, right. Like, that's kind of cool, but yeah, I, I have to say the uh, the the card was so effective, and I, I want to say back in the day, I probably probably a grand total. I probably mailed out 50. So it's not a, it's not high volume, but it was, it was super effective. Like it just, you know, well, it's the personal touch, but the truth of it is, is we all would love to do that, but it just gets down to being like, when you're busy, you're busy. Yeah. Like you got so much shit to do oh, dude. and you got, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to walk in tomorrow and I know already I've got like a checklist of like 40 things I have to get done tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that's not yeah. even counting the fires that normally show up that like, oh, yeah. put out and everything else. So it's like, I would love to hand write a note on the inside flap of every box and being like, I love you. Thanks yeah. for the order. Blah, blah, blah. It's here's a, like, here's a free pizza. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, know, the truth is, I think the truth is, is that people love having a shirt guy or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. you know, they, I think it's pretty cool when they, when their friend needs, you know, a shirt guy or a girl. It's like their like, tattoo hey, guy or yeah. something. Yeah. It's kind of a cool thing to send, uh, send them to a cool shop or, or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I used to batch it when, when I was at Ryanet, what I would do is I'd batch it out, meaning that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, this thing came up and I was like writing that note. It would be like, I'd, I'd batch out like five or six at a time. It's <laughs> like, okay, this is like the time where I'm going to write these notes, then get right. mailed out like that stuff. Like even, I, I, yeah, it's uh, even the task of like taking it to the post service was like on a Tuesday, forget about it. It's not going to happen. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, I used to leverage Ryan's Bachelor. celebrity and have him sign a book and send it out all the time. <laughs> like Ryan signed this, maybe that's a Bob. <laughs> do you want to hit up quick takes? Uh, or no, yeah. do you want to see if these guys have shop hacks for us? Yeah, at least they would have maybe Ooh. an art hack or or maybe like, well, you know, Lucas came from a shop. He probably has mm -hmm. a shop hack. Nick, you've done some printing, right? I have a garage shop too, man. Well, How there you it? go. He has a garage shop. Sorry, I missed that. So, <laughs> no, yeah, I did. Sure. I, I don't. I still don't have. It, it was a long time ago, but yeah, of course. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be printing. It could be business. What do you? Yeah. What do you guys got? Well, I always say begin with the end in mind, and it makes all the decisions easier. So if you know where you want to go, I mean everything's easier. Like even and that advice goes for the automatic shop to the manual shop to all the sizes you have to know who you want to be you know so just begin with the end of mine okay i've got i've got a little i've got a little shot i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a double take on this one i'm gonna do one on the shop hack side and then i'm gonna do one on the business side i have to say one of the coolest things that i've seen recently um i was up at this place called spd shoreline 
in um in Ronkonkoma, New York. It was the craziest shop. I, I don't know how many presses. I want to say like twenty something. It's countless. Like you go from this. Do you, Dylan? Do you know? Do you know SPD Shoreline? I don't think so. In Ronkonkoma, it, it, it's it's the craziest shop that I've ever. They had all these like custom split belt sprints that were like way before the three thousand. It's the wildest thing. <laughs> Um, their, their production manager, Dane, he came, you know, he came from hit promotions. So this guy has been there and done that, you know, a lot. He ran the Ohio division, I believe. Um, but he had this, uh, he had this, it was a magnifier and I, I want to say graphic elephants sells them on their website, but it's a, it's a magnifier. So it's a loop where you can take digital photos of, of things. So it was the craziest. And, and it, like, I want to say you can set it up on like Bluetooth where you like immediately download the photos, like, like right out of the gate. So like that thing, I'd never seen one before, but it's, what does it's, it a, do? it's a, it's a it's digital, like a digital loop. loop. Yeah. So it, it blows it up on like an, a bigger screen instead of that you can share. Right. So you can take a picture of it. Yes, exactly. So you can say, Hey, art department, this is, this was the, the problem that I was having with, you know, this, this wasn't trapped enough. This, you know, the half tones didn't look right on, on this part, but, uh, yeah. So you can, you, instead of having to put the loop on the t-shirt, take your phone out, take a picture through the loop. This thing is direct to the source. It was the coolest freaking, that was, it blew my mind a little bit. That's pretty cool. But you said you think yeah, they're man. for sale on graphics, graphic elephants. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of those dang things, but yeah, they, they sell them. Graphic elephants has this like, part portion of the site where they have like you know really cool little industry tools and that's one of them um but yeah it's uh super, that that blew my mind a little bit i'm gonna for look sure. it up for a cool uh 20g yep you can get one of these <laughs> uh, on the digital loopies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah i think that's uh i think that we go to the quick takes now right well do they have any questions for us oh well, yeah Hmm. Hmm. What's your guys' next steps? I know Andy, you just upgraded everything. <laughs> um, are you are you working on efficiencies or are you continuing to try to grow? We are our efficiencies, yeah, for sure. I think we're not gonna grow at this point. We're just trying to be able to be more efficient. I guess that's sort of growth because that's a different kind of growth. Um Right now we're waiting on, it's funny, you know, we thought we were doing the right thing. And again, this is for our shop. We thought we were doing the right thing going LED, but it turns out for our shop, we weren't. And it's been a long discovery process. And then I wanted to buy my old metal halide back, mm -hmm. but finding the right one and having and begging and pleading MNR to build it, custom build it for me. And they finally have. But uh, it's not here yet because while well, everything's, there's always shortages right now in parts. And so they're waiting on like these two, uh, what's called um, hydraulic arms, you know, for the lift for the table. Mm -hmm. But um, I think we found a workaround and it's coming. And so we're going back to, to that and that's going to affect everything for us downstream, like in reclaim and, and all this kind of stuff. And so we're excited about that. And so I don't know if it's more efficient or it's just maybe the right tool. A, it's the yeah. right tool for us for our shop again like led yeah. 
it burns a screen. I'm not saying it doesn't. We've burned a lot of screens on our LED mm -hmm. units and it does a good job. Um, but it depends on like the type of work you're doing and also if you're running auto reclaim and all this kind of stuff. So it's a big deal. I, I have to ask, um, what, what did you, do you go with like a tri-light or like a custom MSP 3140? Like what's the, what's the, the 31, MSP 3140. Yeah. I, know. Things are, oh, the old. Oh. <laughs> God, I love them. Yeah. When I, when I'm in shops that have them, I'm like, don't get rid of it. They're like, right. we're thinking about yeah. LED. I'm like, no, don't do it. You, this thing, it cross-links the emulsion well. And yeah. you can use a lot of different types of emulsion. And like to your point, the reclaim, if you use a, the wrong emulsion reclaim on those auto reclaim units, it gets all stringy and gummy mm -hmm. and does not yes, work right. Yeah, so exactly. you have to you have to dial in a lot of stuff. But that 3140 works on just about every emulsion. It's a beautiful thing. And it's it, a great. Um, it's a beautiful it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I am excited, <laughs> excited yeah. to hear that. Actually, the shop that the shop that Lucas is helping down in Nashville, they they actually bought a MSP thirty one forty based off. It was like Lucas Luke, Lucas told them buy an MSP thirty one forty. Just get. I got it. an old one, and then it had some problems. I had to replace some parts, and I turned into an M and R tech real quick. But <laughs> it works great right now. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've it's the way to go. I some of those MSPs. Now. I see. I don't know. I see a lot of conversation. There's a lot of conversation out there on it. I think that you're exactly right. If you've got one and you, you're so tempted, you know, cause we did the same thing. We're like, oh, well, you know, LED, it's going to so work. Fast. It's faster. It's yeah. Yeah. Pretty. And right. the light, right. the bulbs don't burn out, all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. We can't, we're stoked. We're stoked to get back to what we were. Yeah. With it's that. a full spectrum yeah. light source mm -hmm. and does mm -hmm. the right thing. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're on the right track. I, I've actually seen mm -hmm. a lot more shops like transitioning from LED back to metal highlight, which like, you know, it's just, it's the cake. Back in the you day, know, I, you know, I used... Bake a cake. You bake it right. In, yeah, back in the day, I used the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. The sun works really good. All right, let's do uh, quick takes. Let's do it. You want me to start it off? Yep. Yep, start it off for us. All right, hold on. I got to pull your text up. Uh, what's the one thing you need every morning? You guys both have to go. I think they're both frozen. This one they're got them. Both this was, frozen. This this question. <laughs> Seriously, both frozen. Uh oh, we lost. Yeah, he's gone. So you want to take oh, an intermission? Man. He's gonna. He'll uh. He'll he'll probably just hit the link. Yeah, and let's take in, a let's take a pee break and then come back. <laughs> How the, how do you know to take a potty break and then that stuff starts working again? Was that? He just instinctually knew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys good? Okay. The question was, what's one thing you need every morning? Lucas, you start, man. I'll finish. One thing I need every morning? Coffee. Is that what you're drinking right now? No, this is a mixture of energy drink and uh, Tito's. Oh, boy. Dang. Send it. <laughs> Send I'm in Nashville. I'm Send in Nashville. It. Man, I'll tell you, the, the morning ritual has actually changed up a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like the, the clear answer would be like coffee or, you know, whatever it is. But, uh, man, a little bit of whenever it's sunny out in the morning – 
I try to like jump outside in the sunshine for a little bit and get a espresso and a Topo Chico espresso, Topo Chico, that combo and a little bit of sunshine, sunshine coffee for Nick. Oh man. It, it works dude. It works. Andy like, has a double it, shot and drinks what two, th- two thirds of it, a third of it. Yeah. So, which means I have a, a shot and we were trying to do the math earlier. I shouldn't even, I definitely shouldn't <laughs> try it now, but yeah. <laughs> Espresso right. is the only way to go, man. I don't do coffee anymore. I do espresso. It's like the yeah, same. Less volume. More bang for you, buck. Andy, number two. Number two is best recent read, listen, or watch. Oh man, green lights. That's McConaughey. That oh one. yeah. You guys were just talking about green lights. Yeah, yeah. man. It's good. good. Now I want to do That's... watch. Nobody ever picks watch. Like, what was a good movie you watched or a show you watched recently? Uh, hey, I, I didn't get a I didn't get to an answer the book question, man. Keep going, you're fine. All right, okay. So I mean, I started Ride of a Lifetime through Andy, um, but then the Vans book, and then as cheesy as it sounds, um, Stephen uh, from campus dropped the dropped. I'll teach you to be rich, and like the first couple chapters suck because it's kind of like, oh, I'm so yeah, I hate books like that, you know, like it's just not my style, but it's really good. The data, the data in there specifically on like, you know, like when the reason I read it was he brought it up in regards to like purchasing new equipment versus used equipment. And he like broke down like the, the financial structure in regards to like, you know, leasing versus paying cash. He's like, actually one book that was really beneficial was I'll teach you to be rich. And it was, it's actually really good. The guy's kind of pretentious a little bit, but it's a good read. He called it. I'll teach you to be rich. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would he think so. rich in uh in love. Which um, in, yes, not, I, not doubt, I doubt it. Not dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My yeah. best. Um, I thought I'd throw this out here. My best watch was um, Brant from Graphic Disorder posted something, and it was Steve Harvey. It's called Steve Harvey Jump, and it was. It was awesome. It was like four minutes or five minutes of the speech he gave, like during, like uh, he was taping Family Feud and he, and uh, um, while in between commercials or whatever, he just started talking to the audience. It was really cool. So Chad, will you please put this link into uh, this YouTube link? Steve Harvey Jump. Um, I thought it was awesome. Um, It it kind of talked about like um, how important it is to jump. Like starting is the hardest part. And he was kind of calling the jump like the start, you know, and so don't be afraid to start something, whatever that is. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a business, you know, it just means whatever it is in your life that you're trying to, that either you're have anxiety about or you're scared to fail or whatever it is, that there's, there's a parachute and out there for you and you'll, you'll be okay. So just start it. I really liked it. Um, That's my best watch there's a follow-up to that i there's a book called five second rule and it helps people jump it's a mental trick you do to circumvent the thing that stops you from jumping but it's called five second rule that's not if you drop food on the floor it's actually (laughs) it's it's basically a it's a it's a methodology to actually circumvent the way your brain because your your brain naturally protects you and stops you from doing things and so it's a scientific thing of how to prevent your brain from stopping you from doing things. Okay. I'll check so that out. It's interesting. It's Mel Robbins, I believe, is the author. 
Dylan, do you have a watch? Because you were talking about watch a lot of. I know you want to watch things. Yeah, watch things. Um, <laughs> well, I downloaded and watched Moon again on the airplane on the way to Chicago because we talked about it in an episode a little while ago, and I had watched great, it before, but rewatching it again was was just as good. Um, I am currently watching Dave on Hulu. It's about Lil Dicky. It's super funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, shit, what else? Oh, I, I'm I'm watching ER, which is going to take me nine <laughs> years to finish. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm watching right now. I just got done with all the Seinfelds again, and they're still good. <laughs> again? Mm-hmm. I love that show. <laughs> I met a C-list celebrity celebrity last night that was in old school. That was kind of cool. It was like, oh, really? it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually had some like speaking in there too. But yeah, I mean, that was kind of the <laughs> last little watch. I'm trying to think of something impactful versus like a movie. Man, I've been, I've been actually okay. So watch, watch. I've been following this YouTube series called it's the Graham Stephan Show, and he's it's very much like financial. I've been, I've been digging into it a lot recently for like the crypto side, which, you know, I'd, I'd like to learn about that kind of stuff just cause it's fun to learn about. Um, my yeah, dude. In crypto right yeah. Graham Stephan, dude, like that, his, his financial videos, like, and again, it's cheesy crap to watch, but you got to know it. You know, it's like, I even hate like vocalizing that, but it's like, you have to get a, a, a good, it's it's important to have the the full picture of of everything prior to but yeah dude graham stefan his his investments to crush so like you know for instance um you know his his dividend funds or vsax voo you know uh you know international funds yeah so i i like that kind of stuff i've got into like yeah that kind of aspect of it recently and he crushes again it's kind of pretentious when you have to like go into those videos knowing that like, you know, you can't hate the guy because it's really valuable information and it works, but it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's good data. <laughs> the data's there for sure. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, I always have to pull this back up. And Dylan, uh, if you hate it, it's not my fault. Just saying. It's, it's okay. You warned me. <laughs> um, what advice would you give your 20 year old self? I love Lucas's oh, smile. Right now. Boy. <laughs> oh man! Did neither Lucas, of you want to go right first. now? Lucas, you take it first. No, <laughs> this, this, this one. Well, my twenties are spent raising kids, so I can't regret the children. Regret some. That's not I did, what I advice. I didn't say what regret you would have. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. Um, advice on, I give it just. Um, just keep trucking, man. <laughs> Solid not, advice. Keep there's trucking. Not, there's nothing you can do when I mean. Did you, you read that to, shit off a of hat? At the no, you have to. Station. You have to just keep going. Like every day, when you have like little ones, I mean, your life revolves around them. So, just don't worry. Everything seasons, and you're gonna get through it. That's solid advice, though, for somebody who's like has kids in their twenties because of just like. You never know like when it's going to not necessarily end, but like the early childhood stuff's difficult. You have to be there yeah. for it. And everything is seasons, you know, and 
you move on to the next one after they're over. But right, that's solid. Mm-hmm. Nick, what do you got? Man, advice that I would give myself uh, at the at the 20-year age. So this is pre-21, correct? So we're talking 20. It has to be specifically 20, correct? Your 20-year-old mm. self. Yeah. Well, just say early 20s. 20s. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll accept 21 also. <laughs> all right, okay. 21 is an acceptable answer. Mm. Man, okay. So let's, let's jump back. Um, so... So during that specific span, I spent way too much time on the road. And one thing that I didn't do was focus on family back then. I was just kind of like, all right, see ya, you know, peace. Like, you know, like that foundational, that foundational structure is so, it's so important because it just, it is what it is. You know, it it gives you that kind of, it's the, it's the foundation to the building. Right. So like, you know, if I could go back in time, I would say, man, you know, like uh, maybe divvy, divvy up a little bit more time for the old fam, you know, like, that's probably a smart move, but yeah, yeah, luckily not that way anymore. So yeah, it took until fucking 36 to actually like, <laughs> pound it into the head. So yeah, I like that. I mean, I think it's, I think it's important. You got to slow down. Um, I, I didn't, I did a little bit of the same thing. You know, I was, um, I spent a lot, probably way too much time working and not enough time. Uh, I was out of balance for sure. So yeah, um, precisely. And you got to, it's good to figure out that sooner than later. That's for sure. And I also like your answer, Lucas, because it kind of remind me of uh, the big Lebowski a little bit, kind of like strikes and gutters, you know, it's like keep trucking and life's all about seasons yeah. and then you just gotta, um, I don't know. <laughs> you just gotta up. keep, keep trucking. Yeah. Big Lebowski's in the top yeah. five. That's sure. what we're going to name this episode is just keep trucking. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Big um, Lebowski. I, I, at the end, Sam Elliott. So Sam Elliott was born in uh, Vancouver, Washington. So when he goes, you know, when, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, that's uh, that's our that's our hometown hero, man. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is, what would you be doing if you weren't? And I have this wrong because it's printing shirts. But what would you be doing if you weren't in the in let's say, the screen printing? Yeah, yeah. In this industry, cool. what would you be doing? I don't want to be doing music. It sounds more fun than anything. Yeah. Just music. I've been to some of Lucas's shows. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's a cop out answer. Give me the let's get some. Okay. Specifics. What's more specific than doing music? Music's fine. Music's a good Music's answer. fine. Yeah, touring and writing and recording and all that stuff. Super what are you fun. doing? What are you doing for music right now? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. No. Well, you know, I I haven't played a show in two years, but it's also because I'm working on other things. But I mean, you you write stuff in your notebook and yeah, you I'll build it out and it'll come back. I have guys on standby. Like if I want to record, I I can call some guys up and like, let's do a thing. And they'll, they'll gladly jump on the project with me. So it's us on pause. It won't be gone forever, but we'll get back there. You always need your, your hobbies and stuff to keep you alive other than screen printing sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, it helps you connect with people on the road too. It's there's fun conversations. I met a guy at a dive bar the other night because the hat he was wearing was one of my favorite bands. And the next thing you know, we're, drunk singing songs together <laughs> was it was a lag wagon was it no effects what are we talking it was about? it was actually mxpx he had like little oh, nice. guy in his hat and nice. um mxpx i mean 
my career has done a bunch of projects with us in the past and he's a really cool dude his you know and um i took my kids to see a punk rock show a sold out mxpx show and my kids were young and the show was so violent <laughs> <laughs> so crazy like my son got in a fight in the pit and i'm like i don't want to get kicked out and then my Your life lessons man yeah <laughs> and then and i'm like take care of your little sister because she was like uh, 13 at the time and he took her side stage so i gave him a task and then my son who was like 15 and i got him on top of the crowd and he had crowd surf and he brought him all the way to the stage and it was like all those experiences i want my kids to have it was all at mxpx show and i'm just it was it was rad but yeah, go to a good punk rock show every now and again. And yeah. so like uh, I find shows all over the place all the time. And I'm lucky enough to be able to travel to actually catch gigs, you know, catch shows at places. They're starting so. to come back now. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you. Yes. Goodness. I good. missed it. Jeez. Missed it so much. But yeah. I like I like the punk rock variety though. A lot of the fat bands, lag wagons, strung out, mimic sticks, all those guys. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I'm up. So, so textile, textile industry is all that I've known. So if, you know, even, even the, the concept of like deviating from that is hard, but I think if I didn't work in the textile industry, I'd probably be, I'd probably want to work for like an airline to get like free flights. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's like, I think like the thing that I can think of or, uh, creative. Or I like, love how it cool. wasn't to like do anything cool. You were just like, I just want free flights. <laughs> I think Nick would make a great flight attendant. Yeah. He's always positive. Everyone feel good hey, about themselves. Listen. It was funny because like there was this dude on the flight home from Chicago to Syracuse and I was in first class and they like the guy sitting next to me, they they said because of COVID or whatever, like no alcohol, no wine or beer or whatever. Yeah. The guy next to me was just like, you know, old guy you could tell was just like super first class and he was like He's like, hey, can I get like a like a wine or a beer or whatever? And the the flight attendant was like an older dude. You could tell he's probably done this forever. He was like, yeah. he was like, yeah, don't tell anybody. Or I'll get you some or whatever. And I was just like, <laughs> super funny because like that, like that would be Nick. He'd be like, yeah, I don't tell anybody, but I'll give you a, I'll give you a little Without sauce. A <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a correct statement. <laughs> <laughs> dude have you been riding motorcycles lately man it's fucking, as it's much as humanly possible oh, dude, um new york's been how really rainy how many bikes do you got is it just that harley i have i had four and i gave Fuck. one away because uh randy here needed another one and i never rode it and it just sat there um i got a newer Wait, harley was that, mine? was that the one you were saving for me that was not the one i have i have the <laughs> other one sitting here waiting for you okay, okay. um I pretty much just ride the two Harleys right now. One is more of like, uh, it's super like a sofa. I love riding it all the time. Yeah. Um, the shovel head is more like, I just uh, want to be loud dude, and obnoxious. And like, oh, dude, but the fucking yeah, what you've obnoxious. Done um, but yeah, I try to ride as much as possible. That's what's nice about like our Thursdays, like our, our shop steak night is if it's nice, we're all riding. Like, everyone from shop is like we get our bikes and we'll go ride to dinner and then we'll take the long way home. So if it's nice out, I try to get at least the one day a weekend. If it's the other part that sucks is it doesn't necessarily suck, but like I'm a minute from my house. So like if I do decide to ride the bike to work, I literally just like coast it basically. 
and then I try to make a point to like ride to lunch. I'll like ride like a 20 minute ride somewhere to lunch and then back. But I haven't had much luck so far this year. I feel like it's just been too rainy all the time. By the way, um, have you guys ever heard of Steak and Shake? Uh-huh. I love Steak and Shake. Absolutely. Yeah, so they have them here in St. Louis. I don't know how, how far they go or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, because Dylan has steak night, and I don't know if you know this, but afterwards he goes and then gets shakes and That's burgers. Honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it goes steaks, then, then shakes and burgers. So I was thinking you could, if you if you had a steak and shake, you just go to Steak and Shake. Oh, probably just change it up. Does, this, does oh. a Steak and Shake have like actual steaks? Steak burgers. Dude. Oh, <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> Steak and steak and shakes like one of the most profitable. Uh, there, I don't know if that homeboy came out with a with a book, but the CEO is like, he's you know he's like a business from from ownership you know down the line. He's just he crushes like, but yeah, there. I want to say he came out with a book recently, but yeah, that's worth. It. I haven't been to a steak and shake in a while. I need it. I need to get. I don't there. know if uh, I've ever been to steak and shake. I see they them. Rule. I them. They rule. No, they <laughs> rule. You guys are wrong. I have to say, you guys are all wrong. It, it's just like, it's good food, man. All right, all right. What's your favorite thing to cook? This is a perfect question to follow that up with. Ooh. Ellen, mm. you want to go first? I'll let you take this one first. I have to think about it because I eat out so much. I'm trying to think of what I actually have to cook. Eggs. I yeah, eat eggs all the time, but that's because you need the protein. Yeah. Protein. I know. Man. So I've, I've switched up a, a little bit recently to where I've been doing a lot of charcoal grilling and um, I'm going to, I'm going to drop a little, I'm going to drop a little dime for you guys, by the way. Hang on one second. In regards <laughs> to cooking, in regards to cooking, this shit right here is a secret weapon. So this is I hope tan- it's salt. <laughs> oh, dude, oh my yeah that, it matters too man i know no tan charcoal this stuff it's um it's it's made from like they're thai. like the briquettes right yes yeah so it's it's um like pock pock like the guy who owned pock pock's like charcoal brand but it's like some hardwood you know thai i guess i could probably read it but anyway it that stuff makes like anything like beef you know whatever you're cooking but what i've been cooking a lot of specifically is short ribs and and like bulgogi so like i'll get these like thin cuts of of meat and like get this like korean barbecue sauce marinate that overnight and then just quick sear charcoal mix that with some rice some some cabbage and boom off to the races that sounds wonderful i'm really hungry right great. now so it's hurting <laughs> 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 Did you think of anything, Lucas? Uh, all I cook is breakfast food. We're talking waffles and eggs. I mean, it's I never cook at night because I never have to. I'm on the road. I, li- I eat in restaurants. You just heard <laughs> that he watched Seinfeld, so he eats cereal, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's a cereal guy. I get it. Are we all Curb Your Enthusiasm set. fans, by the way? Of course. Does everybody watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Curb's amazing. Yeah, oh, I've man. only seen some. I haven't seen all. Larry David, man, that guy is uh, something else. For all right, I got a question for Andy. What's what's like out of out of like a series? What's been your series that you gravitate that you could watch? You know, you could put on whenever. 
I think um, you mean like something that could just even be in the background while you're doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. I know Precisely this is pretty right. typical. Like everybody's answer is probably the office though. Oh man. So, oh my that's good. Yeah. I love yes. the office. Oh, Dylan disagrees. I fucking hate the office. Why? Oh man. I just I can't and you guys are talking about Curb and Seinfeld. I hate all of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> well then I guess the real question is what's your what's your series yeah. that you can X Files just play in the background? Oh dang, that's a good choice too. I yeah. just can't do like I know I'm against like the the most of the world, but like I can't do like the like just dumb comedy skit. Hold on, hold stuff. on. Hey, can't that's not comedy. Dude. <laughs> For me, in my opinion, in my opinion, I can't do like that kind of stuff. I just it. I, I don't. Mean, X X-Files, Files is a good choice too. I mean, like you know, we're talking. But it's you know, totally different really worlds. It's like yeah, it's like sci-fi stuff versus like somebody being like, man, I farted in a corner. <laughs> Like I just can't fucking do it. Every like, it every office every office. I think X Files though you have to pay attention. Like you have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah, I want. Yeah, for sure. When I watch yeah, exactly when I watch right. movies and shows and stuff, I want nobody to fucking talk to me. I want to like zone out and I want to relax and I want to watch like a deep something that makes me think. And I feel like if I sit down and watch something like like The Office or parks and rec or something like that it's just like not if anything it stresses me out because it's like this dude is just being obnoxious and it's like it i can't do it like i want to watch something (laughs) that's just like drama or thriller or something that's just like i have to do you like the superhero movies do you like the superhero movies i don't like them in the sense of like it's what i would go to but i watch them for like the eye candy kind of like you would watch anything else like Mm -hmm big blockbuster stuff that somebody put millions and millions of dollars into like the production value. I feel like in terms of film choices, Dylan and I would probably have, dude, do you ever watch like the like, um, like some of the movies, like, like California, like a, Oh my God, dude, those movies. Oh geez. So dark and so gnarly. Like, Oh, yeah, man. I really, I don't know. Like, I have a big movie collection at home, and I feel like there's like three comedies on the whole shelf, and they're like comedies I grew up with, like like Tommy Boy and Black Sheep and like yeah. well, stuff yeah. like that. But well, like, big other Tom than Callahan. That, I mean, he's right. got some good business advice. You're the grown or dying. There ain't no third direction. <laughs> you know, pretty much those are my like comedies. I mean, I like comedies, but yeah. like, I, I just can't do the sitcom show kind of thing. It, can't do it yeah man those i do tommy boy there there's a there's a desk it's 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 funny because it's a comedy but there's like this like real it's i don't know man it's hard to really describe there's like this um this very like gritty i don't know dude it there's an interesting (laughs) approach to it where it's i feel like there's there's more going on there's more to it yeah i love it i don't know we just kind of grew up with stuff like that uh, Andy, you got your signature question. A lot of these were about food. I feel like we talk. Are we all starving right now? Definitely. I'm pretty yeah. hungry. When we when you hang up, I'm going to go eat. That's exactly <laughs> what's steak. happening. I'm going to go to Steak and Shake there, boys. <laughs> Lucas has some Rice Krispies or something over there. Oh, yeah. I'm on Music Row. I'll find a restaurant somewhere. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, so that's that's actually the question. What's for dinner? Lucas, where are you going? I'm trying to figure. I was thinking Thai tonight, though. 
A little Thai oh. food. There's a good place right by down the road. Yeah. Our neighbors invited us over for, um, they caught some fresh bass. So they're going to, I'm not sh- quite sure what they're doing. If it's going to be like fish yeah. tacos or fried up or whatever it is. But You're going to do a fabulous sea bass, huh? Uh, it's not, dude, there's a freshwater bass. There ain't no freaking sea bass. Shit, man. Way too far from the ocean. <laughs> Andy, what are you having? I, um, I got, oh, I'm going to show you it. I got this. Um, you got it under your desk? <laughs> no, before I, on my way here, we have, uh, you guys have fresh time? It's like a do not. market. Fresh time. And olive loaf. It's just like oh. a loaf of bread. With Ooh. olives in it, I'm gonna slice it up, and we're making sandwiches. That's an olive ciabatta, is what it is, right there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like it's fresh today. I look. I so when mm. I go buy the bread, I gotta look at the dates, you know. And I'm I'm mm. not a sucker. I'm not gonna buy the one that was packed mm. to like Friday or some shit. I got today's. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I feel yeah. like anything with like Kamada olives, like just give it to me. Like any that could, yeah, anything. Right. I'll say. send you one. It'll be stale maybe by the time it gets there. <laughs> it looks delicious, by the way. I, <laughs> I, I big deal. Big deal. I ordered, what, what we I ordered Chinese and I'm getting steamed dumplings. That's what I'm having for dinner. Sounds good. Oh man. Dude, I there's yeah, I could go for some fresh dumplings. Mm-hmm. Dip, Sounds... dip them in the sauce. You there's a place in Vancouver. You, me, you don't use sauce. Hold on a second. What's with the sauce? This is like it's you have to have the sauce with dumplings. The ponzu, man. Dry ass dumplings. Yeah. All right. Well, this is good. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. He's a, he's a no condiment guy. Like chicken right. nuggets, plain. Nice. I had those today. <laughs> I had plain ass chicken nuggets today. <laughs> that's that's baller. Nick, you were <laughs> Dude, saying there's a place. There's a dumpling place oh, yeah, where there, you're at. There's a dumpling place in Vancouver that is it's on a different level, but they make soup dumplings. So like the way that they do that is like they make the, you know, it's very similar to like, you know, it's a dough. So they make the dough, they put the meat in there and then but they you like take bite a like, corner and like drink it. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Next guy to change his pants. Yeah. He's got to drive to uh, Vancouver. It sounds like. <laughs> a long drive. <laughs> hey, so I have to ask who, who made the printer die squeegee in the back? Um, my father-in-law made it for me. He's a designer, uh, and I had some really old squeegees. Like, I think the squeegee blade on yeah. this is like pretty much petrified at this point. It's it has no flex yeah. to it, and uh, it was from a really old sign shop. And he just did it with Sharpie, and that's so awesome. It's awesome. I had I've had two people so far asked to buy it. <laughs> And I was like, $6, no, was custom made. $6, like, I, I want it forever. I have a but dead man squeegee. A dead man squeegee? I have a dead man squeegee. So <laughs> we, I was helping a, a friend, like, you know, her father passed away and all that good stuff. And so we're like moving all this. I actually got a motorcycle helmet from too. That's it's like this old, like Suzuki. It's yeah, just the coolest. It. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I put an S in. I put an S. How much haunted, man? Yeah. Oh, how much haunted? No kidding. It's this old Suzuki. Anyway, so we're like going through his estate and like moving all this crap, and uh, I like come across this box and like there's all this like old school screen printing gear in there. Like we're talking, you know, I, I don't even know. I couldn't even place it, but uh, the squeegee, the squeegee was like still somewhat usable. So I, I've like saved this like dead man squeegee. <laughs> <laughs> Do your dead man squeegee. 
Um, so long story short, uh, if you don't have an art department, if you need help with uh, any kind of design or steps or anything like that, check these guys out. What's the best place for people to go? Like, what's the website? What's the contact? Anything? Yeah, Lucas, you want to jump in? You want me to take it just, up? It's just graphicsource.com with an X. Hey, we actually did a, a redesign on the website, too, to where there's a lot more um, content, like, you know, more clear definitions of, like, what each product offering is. So, yeah, graphicsource.com. Um, it takes two seconds to, if you have an Amazon account, you can log in immediately. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, graphicsource.com. There's, it, the cool thing is too, with the new website, we broke down all the, the product offerings into very digestible, like, hey, this is what proofing is. This is what separations are. This is how we do it. So the blog articles are really good too. Um, we've been making a big push on Insta and what we need to do is more video content, like video content's always the, yeah. which we have, a, Lucas, you want to uh, tell them about the uh, secret video? <laughs> no, we're, yeah, we're working on a new ad and yeah, it's going to be fun. And we <laughs> will, them, y'all would say that. Give them some well, we're, music, bro. No, okay. We, we will. It's uh, you guys seen the dollar shape club stuff in the past, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of along those lines, and we'll take on some of our competitors like Design Pickle or Fiber, or things like that. And we'll we'll bring out some of their <laughs> some things. What, what is it? The, uh, what is it? You're gonna eat the? We're the working on, we're working on the script right now. It, it's almost done, but we're gonna shoot it in July and August, and then you'll have a release probably September of a new pretty decent ad that we're working on. It's going to be fun. We'll send, send fun. it to us so we, that we can, uh, we can yeah. show it. Yeah, guys, for thanks sure. for coming on the show. Lucas, if you're ever in St. Louis, I have a couch you can crash on. Awesome. Same thing. Same goes for you. It actually pulls out. It's, it's a sleeper sofa. So when I came over, I had my own room uh, <laughs> and uh, special shampoos and loofahs. So he just okay. offered you guys the fucking couch. Wrong, wrong, wrong. He mentioned couch <laughs> earlier as if he likes it. And also that, that couch is in the room. We took the bed out of that room that, that he- Cause I tainted it. We had, we had to throw it out. So now we have a- <laughs> Why don't you do to that bed? Hey, when my body gets naked and gets on something, it's really hard to wash it out. <laughs> I'm full spoon, full spoon, whatever. He's, just he's like, a, I get the night sweats bad. <laughs> Bled through the mattress, yeah. We can watch X-Files and have nice. <laughs> do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys have done industry-wise and uh, now with going on with Graphex. So. Yeah. Awesome. Have fun. Go get some dinner. We'll see you later. Love you guys. Thanks later, dude. Bye. See ya. Yeah.